All right, everybody. The Chick Foley Show is back with episode 103. It's the uh, the go home show, if you will, for Survivor Series. So we'll be getting into all our predictions for the big show this Sunday. Talking about what we're going to have on the Thanksgiving table next weekend and everything else that's happened in and around the squared circle this week. But first, let's welcome uh, the real stars of the show, Sheena. What's going on, fam? And then we got Marco up in Massachusetts. Marco, how you doing? Uh, the words of uh, Brandy Rhodes, I am good, great, cool. Oh my gosh, yeah, we didn't oh. really get into that last week. I was definitely, uh, definitely in the mix for most cringeworthy, I think it's already one most cringeworthy wrestling segment of 2020, and it's already rapidly moving up the all-time <laughs> ranks. It's yeah. just bad on so many levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, horrible. So thank you guys for the uh, all the continued support. You know, we're seeing the numbers go up every week. We appreciate it. Uh, we're going to keep trying to make this show better and better for you. So just keep showing us the love. If you get a chance, go on iTunes, drop us a five-star review because that definitely helps get the show up. Uh, when people just, you know, might be searching new wrestling podcasts or or wrestling figure stuff, you know, it helps us kind of pop in their feed and people that might uh, discover us that don't already follow us on, on Instagram or Twitter or anywhere else. Um, also, you know, we always show love to our international listeners. We are trying to make the Chick Foley fam worldwide, trying to track down our listener in Belgium. We have a dedicated listener that every single week is listening to us from Belgium. It's just one person though. It's not, you know, it's not like Canada or, or the UK or Greece where, you know, we got, we got a large group of supporters. There's one person in Belgium who is a big Chick Foley show fan. So if that's you reach out and uh, we'd love to show you some love on the episode. Uh, Sheena, tell me they can find you guys on social media. So you can find myself, Chick Foley, at Chick Foley on Instagram. You can hit up the MVP Marco Denton on Twitter, at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can join our Foley fam um, at ChickFoleyShow.com. You can go there. Um, you get access to our Facebook group. If you become a mid-carder or above, um, you get access to any kind of bonus content. You can help host segments of the show. So we got a lot of fun stuff going on over there. Our Facebook community is lit. We love it. It's just so much fun. We have a great group of people there. We talk about it every single week just because we're that passionate about it. And we just have such a great group of people. So yep, chickfoleyshow.com. We're actually going to be starting a Foley fam spotlight segment. So um, each of our family members, we're going to go through and you know, kind of reach out to them and have them do these questions. And we're going to do a little spotlight on the Facebook page so we can get to know each other a little bit better, see what people are collecting, a little bit of their background, uh, their wrestling fandom and all that kind of stuff. So that will start this upcoming week. We've already reached out to one of our Foley fans. So be on the lookout for that spotlight segment to go live probably on uh, tomorrow or Friday. Yeah. And then we also, you know, we ended up hitting the reboot button on the the Facebook group last week for some technical issues. And it really kind of, I think, injected a little bit of uh, electricity in the group you know it's been kind of lit in their last the last few days so i've loved seeing all the the for sale posts the fake hunts people have been doing just everything in there so it's a really cool spot to be and again one dollar a month gets you in there awesome. uh, we actually had the uh the chick foley rumble the second ever on saturday night and that was a freaking blast that's where we did uh, we let you know everybody pick a, a wrestler off the wwe 2k roster including all the the creative players i have downloaded on there and then we just live streamed a simulated rumble it's and, so uh, much fun yeah, our buddy Fig Heel, who's you know going to be internet famous after being on the Wrestling Collectors tonight, he ended up winning with uh, Braun Strowman. But yeah, it was a blast. You know, you see a lot, a lot of random people in there. Angelo Dawkins actually made a hell of a Huge run. Huge like He yeah. was going to shock yeah. the world, but uh, <laughs> before getting dumped, it was pretty impressive though. But yeah, we're going to do uh, Rumble number three this Saturday night. So if you guys got a couple of days to get in there and uh, get into that, and then also uh, we want to remind you guys, Ringside Collectibles is the number one website and retailer for wrestling action figures and make sure you use code chick foley on all your purchases there for 10 percent off they got an awesome thanksgiving sale going on right now so 
Uh, you guys got anything else we need to talk about for housekeeping before we move inside the squared circle? Let's get inside the squared circle. All right, here we go with the Chicks Top Six. So remember, the Chicks Top Six is where we go over just the six stories of interest uh, to us from the world of wrestling. This is brought to you by homage uh make sure to use the official chick foley homage link you know she posts it in the story just about every day and it's also in the facebook group so use that help support the show and uh, give yourself a little bit of savings um when you're buying uh one of the awesome homage tees they got a lot of amazing new stuff that's dropped the last few weeks so so definitely use that so we'll start off with the wednesday night war recap uh we're back recording on wednesday night this week we've been doing thursdays the last few weeks but so nxt and aew just wrapped up um Sheena, what was some of the, the big highlights for you tonight? Well, I mean, this this was not even like in-ring action, but John Moxley cut um, an awesome promo in the middle of Dynamite tonight and just kind of like casually slipped in there the fact that Renee you know, Renee, formerly Renee Young is, um, is pregnant. You know, he said, I have a pregnant wife at home. And I, I mean, like I was listening to the promo, but I wasn't really like, you know, honed in 100% cause I was also watching NXT. And then I heard him say, I have a pregnant wife at home. And I was like, wait, 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 let me rewind that. And then I, I couldn't believe it. And then she announced it on Instagram. So huge congrats to, uh, Renee and John Moxley. Like that's, that's so awesome. Like Renee, like they got to be like some of the coolest parents. I mean, we got Seth and Becky having a baby. We got John and Renee having a baby. Like these these babies are going to have some seriously cool parents. Marco, uh, what about you? What stood out to you tonight? Um, definitely that. That was a that was kind of a shocker, but it was like it was super low key. He just kind of slid it in there in the middle, you know? Yeah, was, uh, yeah. You're like what the, out of nowhere. the hell? Yeah, I was uh, I was actually on, the announcement out of nowhere. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> now I was on Twitter and uh, apparently. Uh, uh, Renee Young or Renee Paquette, she was on, uh, she tweeted out like, oh, I thought I was texting John in a, a pregnancy update, but she accidentally texted uh, Bailey, I guess. So Bailey like found oh, out funny. that way. So that was, that's nice. pretty cool. So yeah, it's been a sort of weird uh, reveal, if anything, but mm-hmm. um, no, there's some craziness. I thought it was cool. I thought it, I thought it was know. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some craziness. Yeah. I was glad to see the death triangle back, you know, that, I thought that was a really awesome faction that kind of got cut short due to uh, the pandemic. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad to see that. There should be some interesting matches coming up with them going up against our, our buddy Eddie Kingston and uh, Butcher and Blade. Yeah, definitely that. Sure. And, um, you got Will Hobbs joining uh, Team Taz tonight. That was yeah. uh, that was uh, pretty that was pretty hey. shocking. Yeah, we strapped the rocket strap to him back before All Out. We or right after All Out, you know, we said this guy's got a bright future and. You know, he closed the show with a heel turn. That that tells you uh, AEW's got a lot of faith in this guy, and I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we also pretty, saw I mean, Jay, Jade Cargill. We were talking about our cringeworthy moment. Jade Cargill, um, you know, stomped stomped little Brand Brand into the ground. I guess she didn't like being called a heifer. Yeah, I guess um, not. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, she she got. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Um, hopefully. I, you know, Brandy didn't really get to talk very much tonight, but hopefully the next time she does, she's she's back to the Brandy that, you know, we, we know and love. Who do we think attacked uh, Mox? We had, what do you guys have thoughts oh, on yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Because they kind of, you know, it, I didn't really get the vibe that Kenny was behind it. I think, you know, may, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, but it was just kind of it's kind of weird. I, I really have no clue where, where it's going, if we're going to introduce a third person to this feud now, or if it, you know, it's going to come out that Kenny just attacked him backstage before the contract signing. I mean, you, you think it could just be like, you know, Eddie kind of getting his, like, you know, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Could it seems be. like Eddie's kind of got his hands full of pack right now. True. 
He's got his hands full of pack. I don't know. That was just a funny way to say that. He's got his hands full of pack. Anyways. Oh what about uh, NXT? What's that to you guys on NXT tonight? Um, I really enjoyed I, Actually, both shows, I'm going to say, were really good tonight. Uh, they were good. I, 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 I liked that one in stereo, and it was hard to, uh, it was yeah. hard to you know, decide what to focus on. Yeah, usually it's like one's better than the other, so it's not hard to like just watch the other one. But tonight was really hard. He had the uh, the announcement of my girl. Uh, they're they're really putting this uh, rocket strap to her back too. Shotzi Blackheart with the uh, yeah. with the trailer for our war game. So anyone that was naysaying Shotzi, you have another thing coming because uh, she's gonna be the next big star there. Definitely as yeah. far as the ladies I like go. She's there, like uh, she's like NXT's hype person now. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. And then they had the War Pigs song playing in the background on the trailer. It was pretty sick. Um, yeah, it looks else? like we're gonna get the uh, uh, Undisputed Era again at War Games against the Maca Faction. The, is that the actual name for it? Did they? No, that's just that's the no. chick. That's the Chick Foley moniker. The the Maca Faction. Yeah, the Undisputed. They're basically like the modern day uh, Four Horsemen. You know, it was always the Horsemen those first few years in uh, yeah. in War Games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, it's they're like synonymous now with with all the NXT war games. So it's kind of hard to do mm-hmm. one without without them in it. Um, but yeah, no, that's it's always been good. They've always been great in it. So I mean, you know, it's it's hard to you know move on from them because they always show out at war games. But yeah, it is weird that it's like it's literally you can just it's just like clockwork. You can just depend on the you know undisputed era to be a part of war games. Yeah, I'm interested in with the. Our buddy Leon Ruff actually held on to the North American title again, too. So his, yeah. his reign is going to last longer than a week. That's already a shocker. <laughs> and still, and still, North American and champion. That's can't do anything wrong about that, man. That's it's a, uh, it's a Cinderella story, as I like to say. Yeah, the main event was just a banger of a match also, the EO and Rhea Ripley. That was, that was a good match. Um, excited to see those guys tangle again down the road. I don't think that's the last we've seen of those two going head-to-head. Oh, definitely not. Uh, Sheen, what'd you think of the uh, the the mishmash of, of Vegas movies there with uh, the Inner Circle? Going oh, to, uh, that was Las my. Fa- Vegas, I think so. that was my favorite part of the night. You guys know I just I'm here for a storyline. I'm here for the theatrics. Like I, I love I love everything that um, MJF and Chris Jericho do. Um, this Vegas like Hangover. First of all, I love like the original Hangover. It's like one of my favorite comedy movies. It's just freaking hilarious. And I love that Inner Circle meets Hangover, and they were in Vegas and. Um, I just thought everything they did was awesome. The little, the little segment where they're um, MJF and Chris Jericho are at the bar and like trying to out order each other. And they like get down to ordering like hundred grain alcohol. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just everything they do is funny to me. Mark, yeah, are you yeah, anything yeah. else you want to talk about from uh Wednesday night? Uh, no, it's pretty much it. Those, I mean, the, the, uh, yeah, the appearance of our horn swoggle as well. And that and that segment too. He was the uh, crying baby sitting on the floor, which was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the tattoos. It's like that. Just like that visual is hilarious to me for some reason. But yeah, no, that uh, that whole segment. I don't think they could do any wrong right now. Um, no. They should definitely space saw, them out. Uh, we saw Conan too. It's the first time I've seen Conan in a while. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, keeping one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, we're not on the quarantine show, but his podcast is pretty good. Yeah, keeping it one hundred with uh with Conan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty awesome. One of the one of the faves of mine. All right, so with that, we will move to number five on the chicks' top six. 
Drew McIntyre is now a two-time world champion. Uh, we saw Monday night he took on Randy Orton. You know, there was a, a threat of a lot of wild cards getting involved with this. We discussed it last week. You know, we didn't know if The Fiend was going to make his presence felt. Um, he had Miz Morrison threatening with the briefcase, and we also knew that Roman could possibly show up on Monday night, but it ended up being a relatively clean match, and, and Drew wins to get back the belt in less than a month. Um, Marco, what did you think of the match? It was an awesome match. They, uh, they obviously they have great chemistry. Um, it was a that that raw in particular was just the whole show up and down was uh, really good. Uh, definitely the entrance I think is the main the main focal point of uh, of yeah, that show. He should have uh, been, been wearing this all along. Like that should have been his look all along. I mean the the, the trench coat and the um, the trunks like that's okay. But yeah, this this like screams Scottish psychopath. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like definitely. the other one just he just kind of looked like a Game of Thrones extra, um, which is kind of, which is still badass. But at the same time, like it just didn't go with the gimmick. So I feel like this is like. With the sword, you know that was Vince McMahon's sword. Yeah, that came out today. It was actually a sword that uh, Triple H and Steph made for Vince McMahon as a present that they gave to Drew. For yeah, and it was like a Scottish oh, wow. Claymore sword or something. Yeah, so it's like you know it was perfectly perfectly made for Drew. So no wonder um, Vince McMahon. I mean, he has like a that sword. No wonder he like a rock strap. What is it? What's what is, what is what's his name say? Yeah, <laughs> take a shot. Um, <laughs> No wonder he uh, strapped the rocket to uh, Drew McIntyre. He's he's all about the Scottish lineage. Oh, yeah, yeah, awesome definitely. master. I really hope we uh, hope we get an elite ASAP. You know, we need cloth, soft goods, uh, kilt with the sword. They already got the sword. You know, we saw that with the the barbarian elite from a few years back. So it already exists. Um, but yeah, very uh, very cool look for Drew. And glad to see him get the belt back. And really interested to see what happens with him and Roman on Sunday, but we'll get into that a, a little bit later on. Marco, did you see the post that um, we put up on Instagram with, with the side-by-side of young Drew and modern-day Drew? And uh, it's like, are we 100% sure this is the same person? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen that. It, it is, it, it is kind of like really night and day. I uh, just seeing the like the skinny, young Drew McIntyre and fast forward to now, he's just this big jacked tan like yeah it doesn't look Looks like it's the totally same at all person. it's kind of strange it, yeah it it's, is it's insane weird. how old is how old is drew mcintyre uh early 30s i think let me early look. 30s Maybe wow. 30s. I, let, me, let me look it up real quick um because man he just i mean he just looks like a million bucks you know what i mean like the, yeah the he's guy, 35 yeah wow the guy is just like insane like his body's insane and you know we posted that obviously it got a lot of um people saying like oh roids or hgh or whatever but i think people underestimate regardless of what's going on like you know supplement wise uh, or hgh wise like you still have to put in a ton of freaking work to, to look like that. And like, you know, you have to be like dialed in with your nutrition, like for anybody to take anything away from Drew McIntyre, like the way he looks, that's just silly because that man puts in hard work in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Drew. Excited to see what he does with this second run, uh, with the belt and, uh, really hyped for the match on Sunday. So number four kind of ties into number five. Um, I was doing a little bit of internet research uh, yesterday for the show, and I, I wanted to discuss Randy Orton's legacy with you guys. So we know he's a 14-time champ, but if you actually look at the numbers, only two of those 14 reigns have gone past three months. He's only got two reigns that lasted over 90 days. So, um, you know, it's we always say the numbers don't lie, but sometimes the numbers do kind of lie. Uh, it seems like some of these reigns are a little bit hollow, I just wanted to get you guys' opinion. You know, where does Randy Orton stack up as an all-timer, Marco? Uh, you can go first on this one. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could. 
I wouldn't really go by that because of, you know, like the Ric Flair's and the John Cena's and stuff like that with the 16 times. I mean, they have, they had to have lost and won those titles back numerous amounts of times. Um, I, I, I think that's like the check. thing. People people yeah. think title reigns. Like if if you have seventeen title reigns, that means you've lost it sixteen times. You know, or seventeen exactly. times. You know what I mean? Like so, it's to me like sometimes that's a little bit misleading. I mean, we we saw that saw that with Sasha Banks. You know, I mean, she's multi time champion, but none of her reigns have actually, you know, she's never really defended. So what does that what does that say about her as champion? So I think that's exactly. kind of you know, exactly. not saying that about Randy Orton, but kind of saying that about Randy Orton. You know. Yeah, yeah it, it makes sense. Sometimes uh, the the most days they spend as champ could be a little bit better of a metric than uh, just the number of reigns, or even like the, who they faced. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to it. You know what I mean? Like who, what kind of feuds did they have? Who did they face? Like wh- what what pay per views did they main event? You know, like there's there's all kinds of factors that go into um, what what your title reign means and how important and how you know um, valid it was. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I love Randy Orton. I think he's an excellent in-ring worker. Um, when it comes to like, you know, your Mount Rushmore, even your like top 10, I just don't think he's, I just don't think he stacks up there with like, you know, like the Flares and the Cena's and the Hogan's and, you know, the Undertaker's and all of that. Just because I feel like for him, he doesn't really have like a, a unique gimmick, you know, or he doesn't have a really unique style. He's just a really great wrestler. He's great on the mic cuts good promos, but he just doesn't have that like thing about him that it makes him super, super memorable. Yeah, I agree. He's uh, like I said, it's just when you, you go back and try to pick out your favorite Randy Orton matches and it's just tough to really pick him out. Cause he's just, he's consistent. He's consistently good, but he's rarely like, you know, the show stealer or anything like that. Yeah. Mark, um, thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree with you uh, with that. It's uh, when you have a longer, um, uh, like career in ring, it is harder to pick out those uh, those like like memorable or marquee matches and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if you go back to like the if you go back to like Stone Cold's like run as as like champion and stuff like that, you can pick out your favorite matches. Even though it seems like it was like a he had like a long time um, in it was the WWE, a short really, period of time, was yeah. it? Yeah. So you can like you go back and go, oh yeah, this match was great. This segment was great. This segment was great because it's easy to go back and pick those out. But with Randy, it is kind of harder to do that. Same thing with Jericho. It'd be, it'd be kind of hard to pick out what, what the best matches of his career were. Cause I mean, he's been around for 30 years. So like same thing with Undertaker, um, it'd, it'd be really hard to go back and say like, what was the definitive match? Obviously people would say him and Shawn Michaels, but, um, but someone the might thing say about Undertaker, that. yeah, but the thing about Undertaker and Jericho, I feel like they have evolved their characters so much to fit with like the different eras and you know, yeah. what, whatever the, the times called for. Um, but Randy really hasn't. I mean, he's kind of been the same character, you know, give or take a little bit um, for the most part, his entire career, you know. So I think it just kind of yeah. all blends together. Whereas like Undertaker, there there are like like certain marks, you know what I mean? Like where you can say like, well, oh, this biker is taker, biker yeah. taker. Black and gray to the black and purple yeah. ministry. Yeah. And same same thing with Jericho, um, like I said, but whereas like Randy, it just kind of all like muddles together but i was actually it's funny because i was talking with ted from wrestling for sale the other day on instagram um we were just talking about uh his title reigns like i made that post and he said that he was trying like they're just trying to get randy to 16 asap so that him and cena can have a face-off for 17 and i said yeah they need to have um you know rick flair be the special guest referee for that match so i think i mean i could totally see them trying to do that you know that's why they had him lose so quickly so they can just hurry up and get him to 16 because i mean if they're gonna have like you know 
uh, Ric Flair get involved, they're going to need to do that kind of quick because, I mean, you know, not to get morbid here, but things happen to our favorite legends once they get past a certain age, you know? Yeah, it could be a nice way for one of those guys to retire also to go like that. I just, I don't know. They'd have to get creative with the booking because you'd have to get both guys to 16 title reigns and then have something where either like the belt gets vacated or it's a triangle match where somebody else is the champ and they're going head to head. I just, I don't know. You'd have, you'd have to be, uh, get a little bit creative to make it not seem like it's just all the way forced that they're just trying to have this match um, to see who's going to break Flair's record. But it would definitely be cool if it's something fans have been thinking about for you know decades. Somebody finally breaking it because it's definitely kind of the the most prestigious record in wrestling. You know, most world title reigns and the mm-hmm. Nature Boys had it for a long time before he started sharing it with Cena a couple years back. Yeah. All right, so we're halfway through the Chick Six, and it's time for the weekly beverage break. All right, Sheena, you can go first. What are you sipping on this week? So I'm sipping on this uh, Coastal Cocktail. So they're like pre-canned cocktails. This is a, you know, keeping with the uh, holiday theme here. I got the cranberry flavored. So it's like a cranberry vodka. Um, it's actually really, really good. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, it's a local place here that puts them together here in Virginia Beach. So I don't want to support local. But yeah, Coastal Cocktails, vodka, cranberry. Marco, what are you drinking? I am uh, sipping on some of the of the finest of IPAs uh, this world has known, and that's the Broken Skull IPA oh, by our favorite Stone Cold Steve. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's starting to like pop up around here a lot. Um, nice. Which I yeah, it's still which only is weird. In, it's still only in Northern VA for us right now. It hasn't made it down to uh, the Hampton Roads Tidewater area yet. What about you, yeah, Kathy? What, what are you sipping on? So I'm drinking another uh, Virginia beer. This is uh, Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager from a, uh, a brewery in Lexington, Virginia. I got a friend at work. It's been recommended me this for weeks, like to the point where it's getting kind of annoying. So I finally just she said, you know what, let me get a case of this so this guy can stop talking to me about it. So Drew, if you're listening, I'm trying the Devil's Backbone. It's pretty decent, man. I don't know if it's going to replace Miller Lite for me, but uh, it's pretty good, man. All right, let's get back in to the Chicks Top 6. So uh, one thing that definitely kind of set the wrestling social media world on fire was the release of some of the uh, photos from Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch pregnancy photo shoot. Yeah. Um, so this kid's obviously going to have some crazy genetics. Um, I'm going to put you guys on the spot right now. How many uh, world championships is this kid going to win? Oh, I think I think it's going to go beyond 17. I think it's going to, you know, the baby, baby Becky or baby Rollins, whichever one, you know, boy, or girl, I think it's definitely going to just be on top of the wrestling world for its entire career, you know? <laughs> Do you guys think that uh, Seth's still going to be a heel when he comes back? We've already, it's already kind of been out there in the the various dirt sheets that he's going to be taking some time off shortly after Survivor Series. Um, I don't know if he'll be back at Rumble or in time for Mania, but uh, what do you guys think he's going to be? Do you think he's still going to get booed when he comes back or, uh, you know, what the reception is going to be? I guess it's really kind of just matters the reception to him on social media now since we don't have live crowds, but how do you think he's going to be received by the fans when he comes back? Uh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think strictly just having a baby makes you. You know what I mean? Like I don't think people are going to be like, "Oh, he's a dad now," so we need to cheer him. You know? Um, yeah. I think people love Becky so much, though, and they love him with Becky so much that I think he is going to be. Yeah, you know, I actually think it is going to be. It's a real life baby face move. You know, it's going to be hard to boo this guy. 
when you see him coming back. Um, I, you're, I already saw a ton of goodwill pouring in for Rollins uh, just yesterday, just looking at the comment sections on the various news sites and stuff. Seems like everybody's kind of overall the uh, the hate they had towards him uh, at, the, at the end of his universal title reign last year, which a lot of that kind of went away once he turned back heel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm very interested to see which way his character goes uh, once he comes back. Yeah, It'll be a little bit easier to play awesome, it. Though. Yeah, because there uh, because there isn't live audiences, they got a little bit more freedom with how they want to spin it. But but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does when he comes back. We have to talk about their their photo shoot though, because I just always find it so funny, like maternity photo shoots. Like you know, everybody's real people in their real life, right? And like they had this really like high end like chic photo shoot with like looks like this like kind of like avant garde style. Becky's wearing this dress, and of course I posted it and wasn't even thinking about it, and then I posted it in the Facebook group and J and J Toy Giants wrote back and said it looked like they were trying to recreate Beale Juice's wedding. And I just couldn't unsee it because it literally <laughs> is like the, uh, the Lydia, Lydia's her name, right? Yeah. yeah Lydia Dietz. Lydia. It's Lydia's dress. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. And I just always think it's funny that people, how, how dressed up people get for these photo shoots when like you would never wear this stuff in real life. You know what I mean? Like Becky does not dress like that. I've, I've seen Becky like in her street clothes in normal and she's like wearing this like super high end like runway style, and like Rollins is in this suit that looks like Jack Skellington, you know, with like <laughs> like all pinstripes <laughs> and everything. Uh, and they're in this like bougie ass house with like this fancy furniture. And I'm like, Rollins, we've seen the inside of your house on these documentaries, dude. You live in like a normal little, you know, like house with a normal couch and stuff. So I just think it's so funny when people just go all out for these photo shoots, and it's just not who they are as a person. Do you guys think that we'll see Becky again? There's already been some rumblings out there that, you know, she might actually go and hang it up as far as being a full-time competitor goes to just focus on the family. Uh, what, what's you guys' thoughts? That would be sad. I mean, not not that being, you know, full-time mom and taking care of your family and stuff is sad. You know, believe me. Trust trust and believe. I, I know. But I would just hate to see her. You know, she was she was on top of her game. I Man, I guess that's the best time to go out, right? You know what I mean? Like if if you're gonna yeah, go out, she could do it. I mean, she basically before she left, she spent a year and a half as arguably the biggest name in the wrestling industry. Which you know, it's a short list of folks that have that have made it that high. Um, she main evented WrestleMania and won. You know, she's still the only person to pin Ronda Rousey. Uh, so you know, I I don't think she's got anything left to accomplish if she doesn't want to come back. But yeah, just her her rise to the top was kind of so meteoric that. Um, that it would seem like she was gone very soon, even though she already did accomplish so much. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. It'd definitely be tough with, you know, we've heard for years how hard it is with, you know, um, having uh, the wrestler's road life and then having two two people living that. It, it could be a little bit easier right now since yeah. everything's kind of centered in Orlando and, uh, you know, the Central Florida area. So the pandemic would actually end up being a benefit for that. It might make it a little bit easier for them to come back since it really cuts down on the travel. But, but do you think, I mean, do you think like, you know, since WWE made so much money this year, like without being on the road, like may, do you think like there, there's a future where WWE literally just like builds a stadium and like always has like all of their show, like, you know what I mean? Just record. I mean, they might have live audiences, but like everything's just going to be in place. Like and stop traveling so much. Yeah. I mean, one that would just like, it would help the talent out a lot. Right. I mean, I hate it for all the people. We're going to talk about that in our next, um, you know, our next chick six. But I just feel like that that could definitely be a possibility. Yeah, they're definitely moving away from the, you know, 300 days a year on the road kind of model. So which which should make it uh, life a little bit easier for the wrestlers and cut down on some of the wear and tear. But yeah, if we don't see Becky again, I'll, I'll definitely be sad. You know, I think she, she's definitely my favorite uh, women's wrestler ever. And I'd love to see her come back and run through some of the uh, the fresh talent we have coming up the ranks, especially at NXT right now. 
All right, number two on the Chicks Top 6. This was some sad news that came out this week. There still reports are unconfirmed as of now, but it looks like the house show business uh, may be going away totally and definitely going away as we knew it before the pandemic. So uh, we, we try to stay away from the hardcore business news on here just because it's not the most fun thing to talk about, but this is a really big deal. Uh, WWE did have, is on pace to record their most profitable year ever in spite of the pandemic. Uh, that's due to the big money rolling in from TV right now and from the network. And then it, it's the production costs have also been way down with not having to travel and being able to stay, basically setting up a residency at the Amway Center in Orlando. And now there's reports that house shows are going to be going away even once the, the pandemic's over and, you know, hopefully life gets back to normal sometime in the next six to 18 months. Uh, they're not going to be going back to doing house shows. You know, it just they, they were losing money anyways. And it put a lot of wear and tear on the wrestlers. Uh, what's you guys' thoughts on this, if house shows are, are no more? I'll throw it to you first, Marco. Um, yeah, I don't think it would be a big deal right now um, if they stopped doing house shows. I think it's actually beneficial for them to not. Um, like you mentioned earlier, it, it it stops all the you know injuries that could happen during all those shows that they do. Um and that keeps all those all those uh, guys and gals uh, healthy throughout the year to do like the bigger shows and stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, ran with a model that AEW had when they first started, just doing like the if they do start traveling again, um, that they just do like the shows like Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and then the pay per views. Those those would be travel shows. Um, and they they made so much money this year without even um, doing any house shows. I think they. I think they made even more money than they would if they were traveling this past year. So uh, they probably see no need to go back to it anyway. Um, so I think it's actually a really good move um, for everybody, it, mainly the health part of it, um, keeping everyone healthy um, as far as like injuries go and stuff like that, and and not have to worry about losing out on any or losing anyone um, in the process of uh, those three hundred whatever fifty five days that they did throughout the year. I mean, I guess I get that, but I mean, and I, I don't guess, I don't guess I get it. I do understand like that the wear and tear is bad for the health of, you know, the talent and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just driving from city to city, I know that's just, that's just hard on your body. It's, it's not good for anyone. Right. Um, but I also think about all of those, you know, fans and like these little small towns that like, they may never get to go to WrestleMania. They may never get to go to SummerSlam. You know, that's just not in their, you know, budget or their capabilities or, you know, they're just not able to travel. And, you know, these, these house shows come to these little smaller, you know, more rural areas than the, you know, than the big shows and stuff. And I just feel like, you know, Raw and SmackDown and whatnot. Um, and I just feel like there's a lot of people that go to those shows and they take their kids to those shows and it creates like that, li those lifelong fans, you know? And I think there's just, it's just going to be a huge piece missing um when you don't have that live experience you know because i feel like once you go to your first live show you're like oh my god this is amazing i mean even i took my um two really good friends greg and lafrida to their first wrestling show last year they went to a smackdown had never been to you know they watched wrestling at our house and stuff and they but they had never seen live action wrestling so we went to smackdown last year when it came to norfolk and I mean, they were just hooked. They were, they wanted to stay and watch 205 live. Like, you know, I'm, everybody else left and they're like, Hey, are we staying for this? And I was like, yeah, let's stay, you know? And they just, they just absolutely fell in love with, you know, the, the whole experience. So I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be missing out on that without doing these, these house shows. Also, I think it's kind of, sh you know, shitty 
WWE is making so much money, but are they like increasing the contracts for the talent? Are they, you know, paying them more? Like, you know, the, the shows aren't on the road, so they're not doing, you know, as much merch sales and stuff. So how are they, how are they compensating the talent for that? You know, like WWE's raking in the money, but they're doing it on the backs of all this talent that are performing every, every week. You know what I mean? Well, they're going to set up their own uh, Twitch accounts for all of them. That's, how they, that's what they're spending all the money on. Yeah. Well, well actually- okay. They actually are actually looking into something like that. That's funny that you mentioned that because I actually read that they're actually looking into like setting up like their like WWE owned Twitch uh, accounts and stuff like that. So well, I thought tw- I thought it. WWE was actually going to try to partner with like Cameo and Twitch. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of like so, just I mean, like yeah, have they- a have a brand partnership with them where their talent could be on there. But like you know WWE is going to get a slice of the pie, right? Like they're yeah, going to whatever whatever the talent brings in, WWE gets a percentage, I'm sure. But it allows them to kind of like monitor the talent, and the talent will be able to use their own names. Like it's basically like Cameo is going to buy the WWE license, you know, or, or the right to license their their names and stuff. That's kind of what I, heard. I mean, obviously we, we have no idea like what the, what the dealings and logistics are of any of these deals, but that's kind of yeah. what I've read and heard is they're going to, they're going to partner with the already existing, not create their own, like, you know, Twitch channels and cameo and stuff like that. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the house shows going away? Luge? Uh, I just, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a bad move. The same thing you said. Um, it's just, that's really kind of the grassroots. Like you said, those small towns that aren't ever going to get TV tapings or pay-per-views and you really can't hook those people for life with that, that live show experience. Um, it's also, I think it could end up taking some jobs from wrestlers because they need a lot of people to, to run those house show circuits, how they did it. And there's some guys that we never see them on TV, but they are wrestling on all the house shows, you True. know, and it's a chance yeah. for guys to kind of try out stuff before they break it out on live TV and, and rehearse different matches and stuff. So I, I think overall it's a loss again. I, I get it from a dollars and cents perspective, but I think there's a little special something you're going to lose from not having those shows hitting, you know, Peoria, Illinois, and, you know, uh, Laredo, Texas, places like that that are never going to have, um, you know, TV tapings or big events. So I'll miss it. I definitely, um, I got some good house show memories. I still remember my first ever WWF house show. It was 1990 in Memphis, Tennessee at the Mid-South Coliseum. Uh, main event was the Hart Foundation versus the Rhythm and Blues, Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine. And nice. it was just awesome. You know, I just, I, I I was really just house shows only up until I was about 13. I went to a Nitro and I think I went to a WWF Superstars taping. That was my first two uh, actual TV events, but mm-hmm. it's nothing but house shows for me growing up. And I just remember always having a blast and it's going to be a bummer if that experience isn't there for us, uh, you know, with our kids and stuff as they get a little bit older and are ready to start going to shows. Yeah, you guys house got any, shows, uh, yeah, house shows come through our hometown a lot. Like they come through Bowling Green and they like there's a, you know, stadium there called Diddle Arena. And, you know, normally like the bigger shows are going to be like in Nashville or, you know, Cincinnati or somewhere like that. But, yeah, they'll come through through Bowling Green and a lot of people that I know would never get to go to wrestling if they didn't come through there. But we went to probably the best house show of all time. Um, yeah. It was like NXT in um um, in San Jose uh, for WrestleMania 31 week. Was it San Jose or Santa Clara? San Jose. San Jose. Yeah. yeah and it was the, it was basically before they started doing takeovers on WrestleMania weekend, but it was, it was a takeover level show. There was demon Finn Balor at a house show going up against Neville. Yeah. Sasha Banks and Charlotte fought for the NXT women's championship. Um, it was crazy. Yeah. Alexa bliss and Bailey. Like, it was just like a, the whole, the whole gamut of like yeah, your favorite kind of like NXT. the golden age yeah. of NXT was there. So <laughs> Rhino, it was awesome. <laughs> Rhino was on the show. Yeah. You yeah. got any big, uh, house show memories, Margo? <clears throat> oh man. I've been to so many, uh, house shows. Actually, I was actually talking to, uh, Kenny, uh, about this, um, Papa Bear, um, 
yeah, ever since like the late 80s, early 90s, uh, my uncle would take me and my cousins uh, to to Boston Garden at the time. Now it's TD Garden, nice. but they, they would frequent, obviously, WWF. It's an East Coast. Oh, yeah, that was company, like, probably so. like number two. Uh, it was like the Philly Spectrum, Madison Square Garden, and the Boston Garden for like their yeah, three main yeah. uh, stadiums they went to. Yeah, they'd be, it seemed like they'd be there like half the year, like six times out of the year, like once a month at least. Um, yeah. I've I pretty much seen every everyone you can think of. Hogan, Warrior, Andre the Giant in his last days, uh, Demolition, Mr. Perfect. Like literally all those guys I got to see live, Undertaker and stuff like that too. Right. But um, my, I've been to a lot of uh, different house shows. The uh, One of the house shows that I went to was uh, recent and uh, it, it was in Worcester. It was a... Or Worcester, if you want to say it that way. Uh, NXT. Um, when uh, Samoa Joe defeated Finn Balor and won the NXT championship. That was oh, you were show. at that show? Yeah. Dude, I remember yeah. that crowd was just insane, man. Oh, I remember yeah, that was, that was yeah. uh, what, early 2016, right? Or like mid-2016? Yep. yep. Yeah, I remember yep. seeing the clips from that show. It looked like it was just a hell of a show. Oh, yeah, people went nuts when that happened. It was, it was, it was pretty... Because you, you weren't expecting that to happen, like... I mean, it was NXT at the time. It was starting to like gain ground and you knew who they were, like all the guys there and stuff like that and, and ladies. But uh, you weren't expecting a title change at a house show, which is pretty insane. But yeah, um, but yeah, I definitely will miss it. Um, but it's I, I keep on thinking I think to myself, it's a new world we're going into after all this. All, well, I, I was about to say after all this stuff passes, but it's probably not going to pass. We're like we're entering a new like type of way of, you know, True. doing everything so we have to kind of like adjust you doesn't, you doesn't mean better you know yeah, yeah no i didn't say it was better i'm just saying it's a new way to adjust to how the world's going to be after at like after we get out of this or live with it who knows who knows how it's going to go but uh um i understand all sides of it uh when it comes to the house shows you like you're gonna like i said i'm definitely gonna miss that um that feeling where you like you get to see like you said people that you never really see on tv and stuff like that uh the last the last like big house show besides that one was the it was it was a saturday night before uh monday night raw where uh roman reigns announced he had uh he had his uh cancer came back so he was he was scheduled to be at at the garden at td garden as the main event i think against either aj styles or daniel bryan or something like that and at the Mm -hmm. last minute they canceled it and we were like, oh, man, oh, he probably got like... That's funny. We have a Roman cancellation house story show. Uh, they came to Honolulu for like the first time, and I think it was like seven or eight years. They, had, they hadn't been to, to the island to do a house show because they always go over to Japan. Um, and then Roman was supposed to be there, and like there's a huge Roman following on, on the island and because uh, he's the tribal chief, obviously. And oh, cool. They, it, was, it was when he had like his little, like uh, he failed the... PD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was it, PD? Yeah. 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 He failed that, so yeah, he wasn't able to participate in the house show. And people, people were so freaking bummed. Yeah, the wellness violation. People were yeah. so bummed. There was like so many kids there in like roaming gear, and like we were walking in line. I was Ugh. like, oh, I feel so bad for them. You know, it ended up being it was a great show. It was fun anyway. But yeah, I mean, it would have been really, really cool to see Roman like up close and personal like that. Yeah, we thought the same thing. We were like, oh, he got he got popped for something again. What the hell? Because <laughs> yeah. it, it just happened abruptly. And we were just like, yeah. damn, he's not going to be there tonight. That's what we, we wanted to see. And then Monday Night Raw comes along, comes out and does cuts that promo where he's just like, you know, my name's Joe. And then then we knew we were like, then like literally all like, we all chat, like we have a group chat, all our friends were like, holy crap, that's why he wasn't there on Saturday because this happened. They kept that really under wraps. So yeah, it's like the, like the last like, 
WWE house show memory I have. Nice. All right. So before we go to uh, the number one story on this week's Chick Six, which I think could get a little bit ugly, let's keep the uh, the family spirit going and let's talk about what we're going to have on our Thanksgiving tables this Thursday. So, Sheena, you want to run down our lineup and any, anything of interest uh, to share with the folks? So, yeah, we already talked about we're going to have our we're going to have our Popeye's turkey. So amazing. Uh, Marco, he, he went and got himself a Popeye's turkey. It was oh, so yeah. funny. He had it strapped into the car seat, secured. Yep. I was like, so you put, the, you put the kid in the trunk to keep the turkey safe? Like, what, what happened? Yeah, here, real quick, for those that don't know, also, if you're not the biggest turkey fan right now, you can order the turkey meal from Popeyes. You know, we're big Popeyes yeah. fans here. Yeah. So if you get Popeyes through Uber Eats, through Uber Eats, they have the turkey meal where it's basically a plastic uh turkey shaped container and you're gonna get an eight piece of that delicious Popeyes chicken along with your sides and biscuits. So yeah. They're gonna be doing that all the way through Thanksgiving weekend. So get the turkey meal from Popeyes. Yeah. So if you're doing like, you know, socially distanced Zooms giving or whatever, you know, and uh you you don't want to make a whole meal for yourself, I, I can guarantee you that Popeyes is gonna be on point. So yeah, that, that the turkey meal sounds amazing. Um so we're having our Popeyes turkey. We're gonna have, you know, mashed potatoes of course the cranberry sauce out of the can because that's the best. I don't care what you say. I don't care what kind of fancy dancy bon appetit cranberry recipe you got. Like it ain't going to be better than the the cranberry gel that comes out. It comes out of the can. It slowly drops. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to, it's going to be so awesome. We're also trying something new. This is something that we've wanted to do for like the last like five or six years, but we just, we've never done it. We've always just done our traditional stuffing, but we are going to do this year since it's just 2020 and like there are no rules. We're going to do the white castle burger stuffing. Have you seen that Marco? No. What is, what is this? Okay. So you get, you get like a case of white castle burgers or you get like the frozen white castle burgers from like your grocery store freezer aisle. Right. And then you put like, you tear them all up and then you put them in just like you would the stuffing, like the, like, you know, the little bread cubes and everything. You pour some broth over it, put some celery in there and then you bake it just like you do stuffing and you have literal like white castle stuffing. So you got all little burger huh. bits in there. You got yeah. those little tiny little diced onions. Because a lot there, of people put like sausage okay. in their stuffing. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, a lot of people put like meat in their stuffing. I don't normally do that, but um, you know, there there are a lot of stuffing recipes out there that call for meat. So like the little burger bits are going to be like your little little meaty bites. Um, so super stoked to try that. We'll yeah. get Sheena to uh, uh, post the uh, the recipe in the Facebook group if you guys want to try it out. Yeah, and it, um, just. Just because we have to have we have to have something green because, you know, you just can't have like straight up carb fest. I mean, I guess you can, but I'm like, I need something green here. So we're going to have like a bacon broccoli, um, you know, kind of like roasted bacon broccoli just to kind of like set off the uh, to help everything else kind of slide down. And then we're going for our dessert. We're going to go to Cheesecake Factory, Marco's favorite, you know, Finer Things Club. We're going to go to the Cheesecake Factory and uh, get a Oreo cheesecake for our for our dessert. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be epic, Marco. What do you got on your spread? Um, say obviously the same, the uh, Cajun turkey. Um, pretty basic, just a basic Thanksgiving dinner. Like you said, mashed potatoes, um, cranberry sauce out of the can. Definitely like to see the uh, the shape of the can from the uh, <laughs> yeah. from the from the cranberry sauce. So you just look you. at it for a little bit ribs. before you cut it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to definitely do some biscuits because. That's that's always been a thing uh, in my household, anyways. Let's do like a like bake some like some rolls and stuff like that. Um, greens. I haven't thought about grabbing any greens actually, so I'm gonna have to add yeah, that to the list. You gotta have at least one. Yeah, have at least one green. It's it's yeah, so easy go. just to go like completely carb heavy, but you need something to like exactly. be a little 
be a little fresh palate cleanser for that next that next bite. You know, obviously we're gonna have the gravy too. A tip for your um, for your Popeyes turkey: make sure you get that Cajun, that injectable Cajun butter. It's like by Tony's, I think is who it is. You need to get you some of that, um, and then you're gonna inject your turkey all around before you throw that bad boy in the oven. It just makes sure that everything's like extra moist and extra like deliciousy and Cajuny. Um, so make sure you you do that. Coming from a professional, like I said, we've been doing this for ten years now. <laughs> um probably just a basic uh blueberry pie pumpkin pie uh sweet potato one of those one of those things yeah those are my favorite i love pie that's not a pie man but i, I love pie i love oh, pecan man. pie that would be my choice you know what i mean well, I, really <laughs> seth seth has a, a smirk on his face right now i, I like oh, no. i like the same kind of pie the rock likes <laughs> What's that? No, I'm joking. We'll keep it PG-13. Oh, my God. And we have to All outdo right. last week, so we got to think of something. That's we true. have to top ourselves. All right, let's uh, – here we go. The number one story on the Chicks Top 6, and it's time. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. All right. Marco, I'm speaking for all the fellas. We are rooting for you, man. All right. It's the underdog. Since August, man. Think about how much stuff has happened since August. All right. We're, yeah. You know, we're deep into it's it, Thanksgiving's in, you know, a week, man. So uh, Sheena has held this title since the end of August. The Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship it really hasn't been close. You know, like she's kind of been wiping the floor with you, but I got, I got faith that you're about to take it back this week. This is Survivor Series. Traditionally, <sighs> It's a wild card of an event. You know, these are basically glorified exhibition matches, which I think maybe that's why I've always loved Survivor Series. You know, one, it's always on my birthday. So we always end up my birthday party. This is going back since I was a kid. Always ends up being whatever day Survivor Series is. We just watch Survivor Series and have a bunch of good food and and do it up. And I think it's, you know, Survivor Series goes down easy because it's not a whole lot of stakes. It's just good matches, you know. Um, So. We will run through this. We got six matches on the show, and then I got a surprise tiebreaker I'm going to hit you guys with at the end. Oh, my gosh. But let's go first. Marco, you'll go for, we'll start off with Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. So Team Raw is going to be AJ, Keith Limitlessly, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle. Not Matt Riddle, just Riddle. Yeah. Going up against Team SmackDown, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and the infamous TBD. All right, so... Five on five. Marco, you go first. Who's winning this? Okay, so I do have a strategy for uh, for this for this Survivor Series in particular. Um, but I'm going to go with Team SmackDown for the win. I'm not sure okay. who their last person is. Um, but just see, just the fact that Jay Uso is on that team, as well as Seth Rollins possibly leaving, um, that's I'm, I'm going to go with them. Jay, I, I, my prediction is Jay Uso is probably going to be the survivor of this of that of that match. He's winning the match for them. It's really a loaded match, man. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm looking you, at this lineup right now. Like you can go with Rock because it's a lot of big dudes, and you know you have AJ Styles as a leader. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with SmackDown. They, SmackDown's a show now. They have a lot to prove. It's their turn this year to win. Yeah, it, this is tough. And I'm not going to lie, this is kind of got me shaking in my boots a little bit because, you know, normally I, I have like a, a strong feeling one way or another when I'm making my picks. 
but I think I'm gonna go because we saw we saw we saw Team Raw kind of just like fall apart, you know, this past week and just like you know, there's things kind of all went went awry and they were all like fighting. But I think they're going to pull it together for the win on Sunday. So I'm gonna go with Big Dude Season led by AJ Styles and his big bodyguard. I'm going to go Team Raw. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. That's that's a first, I think. That may be a I'm first. Thinking, you guys know, I, I always come in third on the predictions to go my two cents in. Um, kind of just, you know, I give you guys the kayfabe facts every once in a while. And anytime you got a TBD or a mystery opponent, they're typically going to win. Um, so I'm going to go with SmackDown. I think they win for that reason. And again, I think Jay and Seth are both kind of main event tier. Um, I don't really see anybody on Raw really pinning either one of those two guys. So you got you got yeah. two guys on SmackDown that I think could beat all five guys on Raw. So you yeah, do, I think SmackDown is right? Oh, is that mm. is that your uh, is that your thing? The TV is that your tiebreaker? or No, because I want to say who I think is going to be on Team you, SmackDown. No, no, that's not the tiebreaker. Who, who do you think is going to be? Okay. So here's another reason why I picked Team SmackDown. It's going to be the freak, and he's just going to destroy everybody. That's that's. Oh my god! Oh my god. If if, if, if the, he showed if up. Lars, he's going to squash half of that team. Worst birthday ever, man. Yes, it if Lars Sullivan shows up for the Survivor Series match and they win, then I then I should still get the win for that pick because that's no, a, that's a terrible no, no. That's, that's terrible not- booking. Yes. <laughs> Yes, no. how's that fair? <laughs> you got you 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 already made your bet. You were team raw. I, I made my bet, but I'm not like no. Lars Sullivan cannot come in and no. Freak. Right. Oh yeah. So let's move on to team the raw. five on five women's match. Team Raw is Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana. If she's not already gone through a table before the match starts, Lacey Evans <laughs> and Peyton Royce, and they're going against Team SmackDown: Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two members TBD. So Sheena, you're up first on this one. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> this is tough. I, I th- like I said these these Survivor Series matches got me got me shook. I like there's someone there that I'm like, oh yeah, these are these are badasses, and I can pick with my. You never know what kind of twists and turns we're going to take. Exactly. Another thing about Survivor Series is that everybody's kind of XP or whatever is, is nerfed by about 20%. You know, you'll see people get pinned off of a, just a signature move instead of a finisher. You know, back in the day, uh, you'd see guys get pinned off of like a big elbow drop or something instead of, uh, you know, any, anything could get you pinned in survivor series. So these could really go either way. They're very tricky to pick. Yep. Yeah. So that being said, I mean, Bianca Belair is amazing. Right, definitely man eventer, but Ruby and Liv, um, they just don't bring much to the table. And there, but there's oh, two TB. I love Ruby and Liv. There's two TBDs, so I don't know. Um, the Riot Squad, I think they've one of the most underrated acts of the last few years. Let me stop. I don't want to influence yeah. your picks. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go with. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> Make a pick. Okay, t- I'm going to go with Team Raw again. Okay, so oh stick with God. Raw. Marco, who do you got? See, that, that was that, that was my pick. I'm actually also going with Team Raw. Um, okay. Only because I know, I know, you, I know you're TBD, um, but does it apply to the ladies? That's the other thing. Um, well, now you got two TBDs. So. Yeah, so there's this two. 
I can't um, see each other out. I don't see anyone. I don't see Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler losing to anybody on SmackDown. Um, that's 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 my pick. Um, and I yeah, think Lana is going to be the sole. Su- she's going to be the sole survivor. Lana is going to be the for some weird reason because they gave her that title win or that tight that shot of the title for Oscar. I have a weird feeling she's going to be the sole survivor for Survivor Series. Oh, it's going to be her, Shayna, and Nia as the survivors. So yeah, I'm definitely going to go off to Team well, we'll we see Lana go table. 100%. Yeah. She'll pick her up on her shoulders like, yay, we won, and then just drop her through a table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nia and Shayna, they have low-key had a pretty impressive uh, tag team title run. They've been, they've been kicking ass since they got the belts. Yeah. All right, so both so Sheena and Marco are in alignment on that one. Mm-hmm. I, I really have no opinion on the women's match. Could go either way. I, it's going to be hard to call that one until we see who the uh, – the two additional members that get added on SmackDown are. All right, so match number three. So this is going to be champion versus champion, non-title. Bobby Lashley, the United States uh-huh. champion, against Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental champion. Marco, you're up first. See, this one's hard. This, gonna, yeah. This is a hard one because I, I obviously, like, you have Bobby Lashley, who's this big, jacked freak of nature, athletic as hell. Got the hurt business. Super fast, got the hurt business behind him and all that stuff. But then you got Sami Zayn, who's like the most slimy, snarky guy out there that can like sneak a word out if he wants to. Remember, they were uh, they were feuding before. Remember, Sammy brought in Bobby Lashley's sisters. Maybe we see uh, Bobby's sisters make an appearance. It's <laughs> <laughs> possible. Uh, that, he's was right up with, uh, that was right up he there with Brandy for uh, the most cringeworthy segments of the yeah. last few years. Yeah, he uh, he got injured uh, during that Bobby Lashley match too, and he was out for that long period of time. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I have uh, so I, I was going by like the tweets, like Bobby Lashley going, "Look at this dude. Do you think I'm going to lose this guy?" Um, yes, you will. I'm picking Sami Zayn to win. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm picking Sami too. I just feel like I, I just feel like Sami's going to do something, like you said, slimy sideways to to get the yeah. over. On Sunday, so I'm going with Sammy too. Okay, both people picking the at least on paper that would definitely be an upset because yeah, Bobby Lashley. There's really no reason you should be losing to a guy like Sammy Zayn. All right, Sheena and Marco, <laughs> same on that one. All right, next one. This is probably my second most anticipated match of the night: tag team yeah. champions versus champions. This match has traditionally be awesome. been awesome the last few years. I remember. Um, I think it was Survivor Series 2017. We get the Usos versus the Bar, and it was just a hell of a match. So this this match is usually pretty good. This one's going to be the New Day, who had a hell of a match against the Hurt Business on Monday night, yeah. going up against yeah. the Street Profits. A um, little bit of a uh, it's the first time we've gotten this match. Um, it's a little bit of a a dream match people have been looking forward to because mm-hmm. uh, just because the similarities, you know, New Day or or the excuse me, Street Profits like the New Day just. Really got the charisma factor turned up to about 11 on, on the 1 to 10 scale. We're going to see them finally go up against the New Day. Sheena, who are you picking? Man, this this is tough. I Regardless of who wins, I am so super pumped for this match. I think it's just going to be one of those that like is low-key show stealer. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I love seeing some awesome tag team wrestling. You know, we had FTR versus the Bucks on the last AEW pay-per-view, and now we're getting New Day versus the Street Profits. So... Either one of these guys that win, I'm going to be stoked for, but I'm going to have to go with the New Day. Okay, she's going with New Day. Marco, you oh, want man. smoke or are you going with a New Day also? Oh, no, I want the smoke. 
We're going with a uh, we're going with the three oh profits in this one. Profits are up, and we want the smoke. No, they de- the I think they're definitely winning. Um, yeah, it's it's their time. They're the, they're the new new tag team on, on the block. That New Day has nothing to prove. They they're established. They can they can take an L on this one. I think they can take a backseat to the uh, the future kings of the tag team division, the Street Profits. Yeah, I agree. Angelo Dawkins is going to keep the uh, the momentum he established in the Chick Foley Rumble Part Two last weekend going. Yeah, and uh, we already yep. you know we've stated it multiple times on this show that we we believe Montez Ford is a future WrestleMania main eventer. So 100%. yeah, Street Profits are going to beat the New Day to establish themselves as, you know, one of the best tag teams in the world. I think they, they kind of stake their claim this Sunday night. All right. Two matches to go. We're down to the big ones. Asuka versus Sasha Banks in a non-title champions, champion versus champion match. Marco, who's your pick? Oh. So, you got to go. You got to go with the, uh, with the blueprint, with the boss, Sasha oh Banks. Oh, my gosh. She's on a roll okay. right now. Um, I don't think she's losing against Asuka. Um, she broke that streak of her lo- of her not defending her title. Um, so she has all the momentum going in to that. The only way I see her losing is if like um, Bailey gets involved. Or, or Carmella comes out and attacks oh, her or something Carmella, like that. Yeah, like a, right. a DQ or something like that or something crazy. But if it's a DQ and she hits Sasha, um, that means it's a DQ on Asuka. So she technically wins. So, but I, I'm definitely going with Sasha Banks. It's too much, too much momentum. And do you see my, uh, you see my theory here? SmackDown's winning the majority of the matches because they are mm-hmm. the A show and they are the most sweep. recognized show. Yeah, SmackDown almost almost a SmackDown sweep. I still have true. But uh, the you forget that that Raw is still at the end of the day. Raw is still Vince's baby. So you yeah. can never yeah, never take that. that factor out. I know um, that. So yeah. It's boss time over here too. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Sasha Banks. I just think with her having her big win to retain, you know, um, and then beating, you know, beating Bailey again. I just think it's I, I just think it's going to be uh, a no brainer to have her to have her win. And we've already seen that you know sometimes WWE doesn't show Oscar the the love that she deserves. So I can see, totally see them just letting Sasha run all over her. All right, I've had to do this to you guys a couple times before. I think most recently was when both you guys picked MJF to beat Mox. There's no way Sasha's beating Asuka. Asuka is, if she's she's either number one or she's number two only to Roman for the best wrestler in WWE this year. She's been kicking ass. She's not going to beat by Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, you know, I think Asuka's got about 30 pounds on her, and Sasha's just an ass kicker. Um, I don't know if Carmella gets involved or not, but if I think the only way Oscar could win actually is if Carmella gets involved somehow it backfires. If it's one on one, Oscar and Sasha Banks, I just don't see any way that Sasha gets uh, either a pin or a tap out on Oscar. So I think Oscar's going to win, and uh, I think she's going to go over strong. Um, and that leaves us with one more match, mm. the big one. Again, we talked about this last week how we were skeptical if this was even going to go down because this is definitely a WrestleMania level main event. Drew McIntyre, the the freshly won two-time WWE champion going up against Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion in a title or excuse me, in a non-title champions versus champion match. Sheena, you're up first. Who's your pick? 100% without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going with the Tribal Chief on this one. There's no way Roman is losing. I love Drew McIntyre. I I, I think he's he's looking strong. He's got you know, good momentum going into Survivor Series, but 
you need, you're not beating the tribal chief right now. Okay, Marco, what say you? Yeah, same here. Rain straight all day. Um, you know, Drew maybe the uh, the king of Claymore country, but when you're separate to the tribal chief, you're nothing but a jester in that <laughs> in that kingdom <laughs> of Roman Reigns. So yeah, no, definitely Roman Reigns is winning. Um, it, 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 something crazy might happen. Who knows? Because it's like a, it's two of their biggest like champions there, uh, literally um, going at it. So it might be like yeah, a, both I guys hope are a, like, unstoppable right now. Like I just, yeah, yeah no, he's, I'm, he's I'm very intrigued by this match. Yeah, it's a, it's it's he's a heel too. He's a heel coming into it, so he's gonna do what he has to do to feed his family and to yeah. keep the name going strong. Yeah, he's definitely gonna he's gonna. I'm not saying he's gonna kick the crap out of Drew McIntyre, but he's gonna do some uh, dastardly deeds during that match. So yeah, Roman Reigns all day. I think if if it's strictly one on one. I think Roman wins, but again, like we talked about with the Randy and Drew match, there's a whole lot of wild cards in play. You got the Fiend, yeah. who, you know, I, I can't imagine the Fiend doesn't show up on this on this show on Sunday. He's been such a big part of WWE over the last few months. He could get involved. He's got history with both these guys. You got the Money in the Bank contract still floating around out there. And then you got Randy Orton. You know, I can't imagine he's going to want to just sit at home on Sunday night after losing his championship um, so he could get involved. So a lot of different ways this thing could go. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a match. I'm I'm really really excited for this one, and uh, it's you know arguably the biggest match WWE could put on right now is Drew versus Roman, and we're getting it this Sunday at Survivor Series, so it's going to be awesome. Um, here is the tiebreaker. All right, so uh, also on the show we have the Undertaker's big farewell. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you guys, let's assume that you know we know how these type of events have typically gone down in wrestling history. It's most likely not going to be his final farewell. I think somebody's going to come out and confront him to set up a match, probably for mania a few months from now. Uh, Marco, you'll go first. Who is going to come out and challenge the undertaker? Why does he get to go first? I'm the champion. I'm making the rules. Oh, oh man. This is not fair. <laughs> wow. That's horrible. Cause you probably don't want me to pick, right? That's going to confront him or a pair. Um, to face him and uh, because he came out and said it's the strongest person that they have there right now. It's definitely going to be Bray Wyatt, the fiend. God dang it. That's my pick, dude. That's why I should go first. This is bullshit. <laughs> this is rigged. I told you I was rooting for Marco. This is a freaking work, dude. This is bull. Um, <laughs> you guys, just so you know, can we just, there's always, if, if this comes to a tiebreaker, there's always going to be an asterisk. So the fiend is off the name. board. Sheena, who comes out and challenges the undertaker? Oh my God. The gobbledygooker. Um, <laughs> oh, oh my God. Man. Who comes out and challenges the freaking undertaker, dude? Hogan. <sighs> no, I'm joking. No, there's nobody else. It's going to be the fiend. <laughs> this is crap. <laughs> You had to pick somebody. I think though. the fiend. I think the fiend's gonna get involved in the the champion versus no, champion match. The, no, no, because the no. fiend has been the fiend has been hinting since day freaking one. You know, with the clock and with the Mad Hatter's hat and like all of the things, dude. And he's been compared to the it's, Undertaker as far as like yeah. his like you know, presence, the, all this kind of stuff. It's dude. thirty years to the day of the debut of the Undertaker. Yeah, there's no way that the fiend is not like he might not. I'm, I'm not sure if he's gonna show up. Like face to face, he might show up on the screen. It might be a Firefly Funhouse segment while he's saying his goodbye. It could be something like that, but it's definitely 
something's definitely happening. I'm not sure if he's going to get attacked or anything like that, but no, he's definitely showing his face. And Undertaker came out and said that's the strongest character that they have. He's he's behind the he's behind the feed. He loves a feed. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to be him. Sorry, Sheena, but <laughs> well, it's it's all right because you know what? Everybody that hears this and everybody that knows is gonna always gonna know that if you do take the title from me on this BS tiebreaker, that there is always an asterisk. It's, um, so okay, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say that Brock is gonna come out and Ooh, confront the Undertaker, that's a good pick. And, they're, and they're gonna go. They're we gonna haven't go- seen Brock in a while, and that yeah, I can yeah. buy. It. They got a ton of history. They got history going back to you know Brock's first run in the company, and. Uh, that could be a good way for Undertaker to go out at uh, at Mania this year one more time, going up to Brock. So, but he yeah. did already beat him for the streak, so he doesn't technically have to beat him again. Yeah, he he doesn't have to, but you know what I mean. Like, what do you uh, what what are you guys' thoughts on this farewell? Do you think something's gonna go down? Because I feel like I feel like most of the time WWE would be kind of bashing our head, uh, uh, bashing us over the head with a promotion on this. I feel like they've actually kind of underplayed key, yeah. that it's going to be the Undertaker's final farewell. So you know, maybe maybe it'll swerve us and nothing will happen. It'll just be Undertaker come out and you know say bye to the fans one last time. But uh, but yeah, pretty pretty interesting. Uh, it'll be definitely be interesting to see how it plays out. I heard actually heard even like the Godwins and Savio Vega, like all his old like mm-hmm. behind the scenes crew are going to be there. So yeah, maybe it will just be a. Yeah, maybe we'll just be a fun little legends moment and we won't actually see somebody come out, but it's going to be pretty cool. Um, you guys, uh, speaking of the gobbledygooker, Sheena mentioned it. Manny at Manny is cool too. So that's Manny is cool. And then the number two, follow him on Instagram. We're going to be uh, posting up about a giveaway coming up in the over the course of the next week. All you got to do is follow him to enter and he's going to be giving away a uh, gobbledygooker enamel pin and t-shirt. So yes. we, uh, he, we did this a couple years ago on the... Uh, the IG feed, really cool pin, and obviously we're big fans of the Gooker here. So mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that on, on Sheena's IG feed at Chick Foley on Instagram. All right, so that's gonna wrap up Chick's Stop Six, and it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the week. Go figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. All right, Go Figures, where we talk about all the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling action figures. This segment sponsored by Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you guys are using Chick Foley on all your orders there to get 10% off. Marco, tell us what we got this week in figure news. Oh, man. Fun week in uh, figure news this week. So like, so, so the, day, like, the day our show dropped, uh, Ringside decided to go, you know what? We have an exclusive uh, two-pack to... To to sell you guys, so they uh so they dropped the uh the Blood Brothers two pack, the Blood Brothers being uh Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes, um, and, yeah, got announced uh, and, of, and dropped on the same day. Yeah, it was it was insane. Like a lot of people were going, oh my god, isn't that just like their 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 figures from the lines? No, they're actually different. Like uh, if you look at the pictures and stuff like that, like um, they obviously they're blood it's a new splattered. Head scan, right? the, yeah, new head skins. Uh, uh, Dustin actually has like worn face paint. From that match as well, um, Cody's face is different too, and it, it, it's a it's a pretty awesome. It, it, it sold out super fast, obviously, because uh, a, a lot of people are like what the hell. Um, but I think a lot of people are too late in doing it because now they have their the like the back order, a second pre order going right mm-hmm. now. But uh, obviously, I was the first one to to jump on that. I was like, definitely have to have this without even without even question. Um, what do you guys think of this? Like. With the with the with the two, this is their first two pack uh, for 
for AEW. What do you guys, uh, first of all, what do you think about it? Second, what do you think like other two packs they could come out with? So it's really funny because in our listener mail, since we're going to go ahead and talk about this anyway, um, uh, Foley fan member Johnny JB hit us with some listener mail today. And he said, you know, what do you guys think of the new Blood and Guts two-pack with Cody and Dustin Rhodes? I think it's really awesome. And I think the concept is really cool because we know, I mean, the Rhodes brothers, they they love some blood and guts. They love to bleed out, you know, like, and they, they like do it profusely. So I think it's appropriate for them. I think yeah. it's cool that the brothers got a two pack. Um, I love the packaging. I think the packaging looks amazing. Uh, I love the blood splatter. I know a lot of people were like, Oh, well it's just the same figures with blood splatter, but guys, have you not seen over the years, like people literally buy the same exact like Funko pops that have blood on them. Like it'll be a Funko pop. And then it'll, there will be like a limited release with like blood on it. Like I've seen tons of those done with game of Thrones and with, um, you know, the walking dead and all those kinds of things. Like, it's like just like a quick little limited release. Um, so, I mean, this isn't new. Right. Um, but I think, it, I think it looks, I, I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I'm a fan of any, any new figures coming out, you know, the more, the more the merrier, these aren't necessarily like, you know, my cup of tea is something that I'd add to my figure collection just cause they're, they really are super, super specific, um, for being that one match, you know, and, and they're post-match shots where these guys are covered in blood. So it's not a whole lot you can do with these as far as, um, you know, pose them really with anything outside of these two, but awesome set. I love the packaging. I think that again, for the MOC collectors out there, this would be an amazing set to get autographed. You know, that would be a, a really cool piece for your collection. If you were able to get these signed by Dustin mm-hmm. and Cody. I think it's really cool. I think for the, you know, for us specifically, because we, we pretty much just, you know, display ours, you know, we have Instagram championship wrestling, but like for the hardcore photographers, I think it's really cool to have this figure like with the option to just have like blood on it and stuff. So you don't have to like Photoshop that in. And, you know, like I said, Cody and Dustin, they do bleed in their matches. So it is really cool if you're, if you're doing that kind of stuff, I think it's, I think it's a good add on to your collection. Yeah. Awesome. Our, our buddy Jeremy's uh, doing a, a swell job over there at Jazzwares, dropping these uh these gems on us. He's uh, really following through with all the, you know, all the exclusives and stuff that he's you know promising and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's good to see. Um, one thing I'm excited about: Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, the uh, the that. new uh, ringside exclusive is, is in stock: the uh, Silver Chest uh, Liger, as well as the uh, other exclusive, the all the black and gold black. Liger is in stock right now. So. If you if you didn't get it the first time around, the black and gold definitely get your hands on it. It's it's Jushin Liger. You can do no wrong getting those at Storm Collectibles as well. The figure's crazy. Yeah. You know, if you like, my only my only gripe with those figures has always been the scale. You know, because he's yeah. basically the exact same size as Storm Collectibles Hogan. But if you if that's not a big deal to you, um, they you look know, great. That's in the mix for like the best wrestling figure ever made. It, it's insane. You know, the the entrance cape looks awesome. Um, the paint job is insane. All like, the sculpted yeah, details. Just, yeah, beautiful, beautiful figure. Definitely, definitely a must-have for uh, any wrestling figure collection. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have the first, uh, the very first uh, Jushin Liger mm-hmm. figure. I didn't get the the black and gold or the or the silver chest one yet, but definitely. Yeah, if you're definitely, a, if you're uh, a hardcore Liger figure uh, fan, man, you you dropping some money. You dropping some serious bank, man, because they they are awesome. pumping well, these the around. Yeah, it, when it They're came out, it wasn't out. that. Oh yeah, no, it, it was uh yeah the first Liger figure uh, when they released it on on ringside. I definitely got that. Um, I'm a Liger fan. I was been a Liger fan for a while. Me and my me and my friends were same. Yeah. I, I talked I about Liger. that um 
that pro wrestling syndicate show we went to where we where he faced uh, John Morrison. We all we were all wearing Liger shirts uh, with nice. his uh, his face on and stuff like that. But yeah, no, it's yeah. It, he's, he's uh, a, I mean, definitely a legend in the in the in the pro wrestling world. So I mean, he yeah, definitely I'm, deserves I'm a figure. I hope that uh, we get an elite from his one appearance in NXT. Uh, you know, yeah, Tyler, Tyler Breeze. Yeah, back in 2015, I got a pretty awesome elite. Uh, Justin Liger custom that I got from Showstopper custom figs, but it'd, it'd be nice to have, you know, have Mattel produce one, but, but yeah, like you said, Liger is just, you know, he's just one of the coolest wrestlers ever, you know? Um, so you can really go no wrong getting a figure of this guy. Yeah. His entrance music is a banger too, if you haven't listened to it. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, moving on, uh, we, the, uh, also in stock right now is the, uh, a lot of people are saying this is like running for like the, like the figure of the year, or should I say figures of the year, is the uh, Piper versus Mr. T. Um, from what I've seen on Twitter, everyone that I've that's posted pictures of it that's gotten, gotten in, they're like floored by it. Like just the packaging, um, the accessories that yeah. come with it. I love and the packaging. The yeah. Stands, they're, they're all that stuff, yeah. They should, uh, yeah, uh, what year should be there, what, tomorrow or so, right? Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Check the on yours? Yeah, we had we had them in hand. We shipped them up to Massachusetts because we just didn't, you know, after I got them, looked at them. They were beautiful, beautiful figs, but mm-hmm. kind of similar to the uh, the Blood Brothers set. They're really Very super, spe- a little bit more specific for the type of yeah. vibe we go for in our collection. So we, we, you know, we got those on the way up to Massachusetts for you. But awesome figures. I definitely agree. You know, they're in the mix for figures of the year. The uh, love the, the boxing gloves. Yeah, I don't know the why, boxing just... glove accessories look cool. They did a great job on the tights. Um, the soft, you know, two soft goods robes. Like I said, if you were, you know, they nailed it. If they. The, if the object was to recreate the WrestleMania two boxing match between these two guys, it couldn't have been. They couldn't have done any better job on it. And I love the packaging. Mm-hmm, the packaging looks great. Yeah, with the WrestleMania two backdrop on the inside, and then you got the uh, the box art on the back of it. Just really, really great figure set. So um, hopefully, these two. I, 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 as far as I know, all these two packs as of now have really just been online exclusives. Hopefully either Walmart or Target finds a way to get these on the pegs because yep. these are kind of showstoppers. You know, I could see, uh, you know, if parents are walking through the aisle with their kids and see this, it could kind of jog their memory. This would be something I would pick up, even if I wasn't necessarily a figure collector, just because yeah. it looks so freaking cool in the packaging. True. The only thing about yeah. these, you know, two packs and stuff is like the cost, you know, I, I just feel like it's not just going to be like a casual purchase, you know, we're like two, two yeah. elites. I feel like, um, you know, most people, or if you go and buy a battle pack, Right. Like it's not that expensive, but to buy these elite two packs is going to be a little bit more right. of a, a challenge for most people. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. I actually posted uh, for another two pack on Twitter. I posted a picture of Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, you got to make it happen. <laughs> uh, the, out, the outpouring, the, the support that I got on that, that tweet was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I think I'm still getting like likes and retweets from it. It was a lot of people want to see it happen. Um, it's it's hopefully it gets supported and it actually happens because I think that's like a long overdue like two pack that should definitely be like maybe like a SDCC exclusive or something like that or mm-hmm. ringside exclusive, whatever you want to do. I, that should definitely be made. And I think Bam Bam definitely needs an elite at some point, um, as well as like or a recent elite, I should say. And uh, Lawrence Taylor definitely, I think I'm not sure how that licensing works with him. Um, but it, having him in the gear and all that stuff, and and Bam Bam, and maybe even throw Pat Patterson as a referee in there, is maybe a three pack <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you want to. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it, it was it was it was kind of funny. I just do that on on Monday night, just a random tweet, just like, hey, we got all these cool like you know flashback figures. What if we get this and just retweet like like like? I'm like, holy crap! A lot of people want to see this happen. So 
hopefully um, if you see it happen I'm, I'm taking full credit for her that's that's why I told she that if you <laughs> we, see the uh, we, back, we won't let we won't let anybody forget no definitely not but um so moving on the uh the coveted uh Brock Lesnar ultimate edition back in stock yeah. at ringside that was like a that was the sleeper uh figure for the for the ultimate edition series I think a lot of people were like yeah hey, I'm gonna pass on Brock to get over the summer mm-hmm. yeah no that's what i mean like when it first appeared people were like hey, i'm not gonna buy it but then for some reason it just disappeared and then it went on ebay for like 500 dollars. i'm exaggerating but like it was like one of the ebay like high price items and it was just like brock lesnar though why um but yeah it's i think it's it, similar I, mean, it's awesome to the, uh, I think it's similar to the the shinsuke ultimate edition that you really got to have that figure in hand to appreciate it yeah you know you're like yeah, okay we've already got a ton of brocks that look similar to this but the Ultimate Edition really is just a step up. It looks awesome. And the other thing was that uh, that series, him and HBK, I think that was the series that never made it to the pegs, mm-hmm. you know, so those are really, really hard to find anyways. But yep. yeah, jump on that figure. You know, all the Ultimate Editions have gone up in value big time. So if you're if you're doing this as an investment, it's not a bad pick to get because it's going to be worth some money down the road. Um, and if you're doing it just for collecting, it's a great figure to have in hand. It's, it's definitely the definitive Brock Lesnar release that we've had so far. Oh yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. Um uh let's see. Moving on. So uh the championship showdown uh series two images appeared. Did you guys get to take a look at these? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah, so you have yeah, uh, my take yeah. on these. I just uh I, I miss battle packs, honestly, man. Like they're they're cool for what they are, and I know I fully understand that I'm not the target audience for these figures. These ones are definitely geared at kids you know i could if i was a kid i, I would love have getting the the belt that goes along with these and be able to swap around all the the different side plates so it, it's neat from that aspect but for, as an adult collector yeah these aren't really doing a lot for me i, I miss the battle packs because there were a lot of guys that the battle packs we had kind of first time in the line figures you know of different guys like simon gotch um primetime players you know selena vega who we're going to talk about a little bit later on her only figure she's had so far was, was in a battle pack so mm-hmm. Definitely miss the battle packs, um, and hopefully they come back sooner rather than later. What do you think, Sheena? Yeah, I mean, like 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 Seth said, these these are definitely not targeted toward you know me or the collectors or you know the hardcore photographers or anything. But if I was a little kid and I saw all those things packed up, I mean, a, a Randy Orton and a John Cena, and it comes with two freaking side plates, like I'd be like, yes, I want that, you know. So. I mean, I think they're going to sell well. Um, I think it's really cool, a cool concept with the side plates and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely not something I'm going to be adding to to my collection. Yeah, I agree. I think they look pretty cool. You said the packaging looks cool. Um, the the side plates are pretty sick. But I feel like as a collector, you'd have to like buy multiple belts to display all of those. I'm not sure if you or if you're a collector that would just buy one belt and switch out the the side plates. But I feel like. If you did do that, you would have to buy like multiple belts and <laughs> display all those uh, all those side plates. So I think it's like I a, think that's what a huge investment. Uh, on. Yeah, um, I think it's like early so next does this year. Go, does this go on like the kids' belt? Like, they're are making they making a, a specific belt? Yeah, belt? They're, they're making, making a new belt. belt that's part of the. It's going to have like the championship uh, showdown branding on it and stuff, and mm. it's going to have you yeah. be able to swap out the side plates. What? Well, like I said, yeah. I think that's really cool. If I was a little kid, I would be all for that. And I mean, that's like I said, that's who these are geared for. Um, the figures look fine. There's nothing, you know, I don't have anything bad to say yeah, about the figures. Um, but I mean, you can tell the packaging is just kind of like, it, it's definitely made for, for children. Um, but I mean, I have two kids myself. So, I mean, if they want these figures, then I'm gonna be like, okay, cool. You can have them, you yeah. know? So <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so now for the main event, the figure we've all been waiting for, Elite 82, Gronk, no. images of Surface. Uh, they promise on the soft good jacket. It's been like one um, of the most controversial figures of the year. You know, I think people are actually. really offended by how much effort Mattel put into this because we got the awesome soft goods jacket. Yeah. And you got the Oakley sunglasses also that they Which uh, are like a brand new sculpt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like so everything is like. Belt. Yeah. The yeah. actual figures kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's lazy or if it's just, you know, what they need to do for Gronk. But the, the accessories with it are really kind of off the chain. It's caused a lot of. Uh, a lot of dissension amongst the, uh, you know, the figure collecting community. Me personally, I'll, I'll add it just because I get one of every character they make. Um, it's a cool figure. I think, you know, if you're going to make a Gronk, I think they did what they needed to do for a Gronk release. But I could just I could think of about a dozen guys. I'd rather see get a release before we get a, a, a Gronk figure. I'd rather have the Gooker than Gronk. <laughs> yeah, we need the Gooker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I just think, I, said, I just think this face scan. I mean, it is, you know, that's just kind of like who he is. But I just think it's just so goofy looking. Like, you know, his mouth's wide open. He's got yeah. that like that obnoxious like goatee. It's like Gronk. <laughs> yeah, well, they captured Gronk. Just this guy uh, got to figure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it it is what it is. It's 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 Gronk. You knew it was going to happen. Um, and, uh, like I said, it, I think, it, I think as a new Englander, I have to actually buy it because I think it might get kicked out of new England. If like I don't said, I think have they it, just, they're, gonna, they're so. just going to issue them. There's going to be standard issue. When you renew your driver's license, you're going to get a Gronk figure. I'd be pretty awesome if they did that. I would, <laughs> I would, I would definitely take it then, you know, I mean, if, or if you're driving into Massachusetts across the state lines, they go here, here's your, uh, here's your, mm-hmm. uh, here's <laughs> your complimentary Gronk figure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. Like I said, it's it's a pretty it's a fun figure. That's what I when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, it looks fun. It looks like a it's you know, fun. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. definitely need these, these kind of figures to like round out the collection. You know what I mean? And kind of give you a little bit of depth in your collection and stuff. But like like Seth said, if I was like a superstar that literally got out there week in and week out, and you know, put my put my <laughs> yeah. body on the line and traveled, you know, three hundred days out of the year for this company, and then my figure was just like you know had a sculpted on painted vest with like you know. Mis- misplaced paint apps and then all of a sudden you have Gronk with like all of this you know special detailing and stuff like I would just be like oh hell no <laughs> oh man but yeah um, so we move on into other news so we alluded to this uh, before Selena Vega she uh, actually had an elite figure coming out I think it's elite series 83 she's supposed to be yeah. a part of uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, from yeah. what I've been reading it's already like pretty much done like that line. So like you probably well, yeah, possibly but- could see it still. Um, yeah. Action figure attack. You know, he's got his running Q and a on the wrestle figs forums. And he said that as of right now, it's too early to tell. They, they're not sure if it's going to come out or not, but we uh-huh. saw, um, you know, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins figures came out after they got released earlier this year. So it's not yeah. unprecedented that somebody has a figure yeah. come out, you know, shortly after, after their release. So hopefully we've we seen that a few this. times. Yeah. But yeah, still, yeah. I, I think, I think when somebody leaves under like quote unquote controversial circumstances like that, you know what I mean? Like that, that could be the issue. Cause then, you know, she, she got, you know, canned under like, you know, her kind of just like disobeying WWE from everything that we've heard. So it's like, can they still make money off of her? Right. Like after they've canned her and she's like, you know, she fought for her like employment rights and stuff. So I just, I don't know. I mean, I hope, I hope it comes out as a collector. I feel like we need that figure. Um, but I don't know what's, what's going to happen. Snap up those battle packs, you know, that battle pack release from the end of 2019. You better get on it because that might end up being the only Zelina Vega figure that we get. Yeah. 
I, I wonder. Sure, I bet. Yeah. I wonder if the eBay, um, you know, the the aftermarket went up on those after she got fired. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I haven't checked late recently, but I know that was a. Uh, it was. I only saw that figure on the pegs one time. I actually got lucky. I was going hunting for mm-hmm. a gorilla monsoon elite and stumbled across that across that battle pack. So it wasn't the easiest uh, set to find whenever it was initially released. Yeah, true. And obviously, everyone knows what happened with Zelina Vega with the with the you know use of the third party applications and. You know, mm-hmm. choosing that over employment with WWE. Yeah, apparently, apparently it had been in the works for like a month. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she knew it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like they just like saw that tweet and were like, okay, we're canning her. Like it was something yeah. that you know had been, had been talked about. You know, she went on her Twitch and you know had like a really emotional like you know support. She got like freaking you know twenty five hundred new Twitch followers. So I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, you know. Yeah, and I think they're she, called subscribers. Subscribers. On sorry, subscribers, I'm, I'm, yeah. too, I'm too old. I'm too old for Twitch. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't, I don't, I don't TikTok and I don't Twitch. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, she she got all kinds of new subscribers and stuff. And you know, according to some reports, she was making more on Twitch than she was with her WWE yeah. contract. So I, I think yeah. she's going to be just fine. Yeah, like, she'll be fine. And the cool yeah. thing about yeah, the cool thing about Selena Vega is she's got like you know, uh, fans from like all different genres, you know, cause she's kind of like that nerdy cosplay type of chick, you know? So, I mean, oh, yeah. she's got her, re- her wrestling audience, you know, but I think she's got a lot of fans that are just like from different, from different type of genres that are outside of yeah. wrestling. Um, so uh, she's, she's going to be fine. And she's a legit gamer. You know, she was mm-hmm. featured in the last Mortal yep. Kombat game. Like it's, it's authentic with her. She's not just, you know, there's a lot she's of people on Twitch gamer. that, yeah, basically just, around there just to, to get attention. Like she really does have a passion for it. So yeah, I, I agree. She's going to be just fine long-term. Yeah, exactly. And uh, did you guys hear about uh, Alistair Black too, about him wanting to go back to NXT and he was denied? Yeah, I'm here for it. I think he, he so I didn't see that he got denied. So they denied yeah. him going back to NXT. Man. Yeah. That's a, yeah, yeah he'd, that's be, a he'd be great. Works. Cause he's been <sighs> lost in the shuffle on, uh, on the main roster for sure. It's been one of the, you know, him and Ricochet were, so red hot when they got caught up yeah. together at WrestleMania um, 35 weekend. And it's just, it's, it's been a little bit disappointing for both of them. Ricochet's done a little bit better on, on the, on the main roster, but yeah, Alistair Black's definitely one of the biggest uh, letdowns from NXT. Well, just know he's going to be going through tables every week from here on out now, you know, now that yeah, Selena's probably. gone, it's going to be, it's going to be Alistair Black getting, you know, or be, beating up with a kendo stick or something bad is going to happen to Most of the people Alistair. that leave WWE, I can usually kind of see like, cause I still, I still believe in Vince. I know I'm in the minority on that. I still think that Vince has got the eye for talent and knows who's, who's really over and who's not, but if they let Alistair Black go, I think that that is going to be a huge loss and he is really going to tear shit up in AEW. It's not going to be like, you know, what Rusev or Miro is doing right now. It's not going to be like yeah. what Matt Cardona did when he showed up for a couple of weeks. If, if he goes there, he's going to be a legit main eventer that's going to draw eyeballs to AEW. Uh, yeah, he's the kind know. of guy that yeah. like AEW audience loves. Yeah, you we'll know? see him go back to being Tommy End, which was his name before he went to uh, um, WWE. And yeah, I think that, you know, I would say WWE needs to tread carefully with how they treat Alistair because he he will definitely be a big gain for AEW if if that ends up happening. True. Um, something just popped into my mind. He could actually be the the TBD member of the SmackDown team because he's on SmackDown. <clears throat> so yeah. I just actually thought of that. So I could see that they kind of want to give him a reboot and put a little bit of uh, gas behind him. Yeah, I could see that. I'm still going with Lars, though. He's going to destroy everyone, but Gross. that's my, <laughs> that's my pick. How long, how long um, before Lars changes his name to just the Freak? 
Oh, or just God. sell it. Or coming. just wires. Yeah. yeah. I'm freaked. That'd be pretty. Yeah, they'd probably call them Survivor Series. Yeah. <laughs> so the freak is here. The freak. Um, Dude, yeah, I, I, when, when he came on a couple weeks ago, I mean, you could, if I told Seth, if you were playing a drinking game with how many times they said the freak, like you'd be, you, dead. You, you'd be dead by the end of the match. Like you would, you know, like it's just, they love, they love that word, the freak. They're like, oh, it's the freak. He's doing the freak slam. The freak accident. <laughs> yeah, it's a freak accident. He's a freak, freak accident. Yeah. <laughs> the freak athlete. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, so for final news for Go Figure, we have a, uh, uh, Shawn Michaels joining the uh, um, elite of the Ultimate Edition Fan Takeover alongside yeah. uh, Ultimate Warrior. So um, you have your choices of uh, King of the Ring 1995, uh, Survivor Series 95, or King of the Ring 96. Um, so the voting is going on now. So uh, I'm going to get your thoughts. What do you What do you guys choose? I'm hoping cheating? for King of the Ring 96. I like I like the black and blue. Ooh, okay. Seeing what, what yeah, I think we. Uh, yeah, I like that black and blue too. I think that's that's a gorgeous. I, I just like the way that that figure is like sculpt or the gear is like sculpted. I just think it like looks really badass. I don't know how yeah, King I of the Ring '95 even got on here because I think King of the Ring '95, Shawn Michaels and Kama fought to a time limit draw of all things. You know, '96 he was defending the world championship against British Bulldog, and then Survivor Series '95 he was in that wild card match that they had. Um, so I don't know how '95 even made it in the mix, but. Yeah, I'd be happy with really any three of these. I think it's really based on. It's not based on the actual match, though. I think it's literally yeah, it's just based, based on, on the gear. Look, you know? right. So it really doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, he could have faced anyone, but I think it's just based on the the actual look. But a lot of people, a lot of people in our group said they wanted the ninety five. Um, king of the ring. Yeah, the king of the ring ninety five. So. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see what the fan takeover ultimate editions look like. If it's going to be different packaging. Um, mm-hmm. If it's gonna like, I don't know. It's see, obviously we haven't seen it yet. Um, but I'm definitely super curious just to see like what the first one. So I'm, I'm hoping they do it in sets of two, like they're doing it now. So like, Ultimate Warrior and Shawn Michaels will be the first set, and then like they go obviously. On they and should on just and have on. us all send in pictures of ourselves and just cover the box in pictures of the fans. <laughs> Jeff Hardy was in on this also, right? Was what is Jeff it? Hardy one of the fan, was Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Hardy was one of the yeah. Ultimate Edition fan yes. takeovers? Also, oh yeah, that's right, he was. That's that's correct. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so yeah. I read the three Jeff Hardy actually... choices. Like I couldn't even how you're like I couldn't really tell a difference between the three that they offered up for us. Yeah, they should. Do... <laughs> I think they're all from the same like year, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should. I mean, I'm on the record. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the fan takeover line. It's just I always end up being let down from it. I think, like, uh, just to piggyback off of what uh, she just said, I think they should do that. I think they should pick a fan to have their face plastered on the package, like they're the yeah. like one of the one of the voters. So that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're the one that actually chose us. You're one of the. You should be the, the last voter, the person that vote the last vote to make that. Like they should just they should just come with like fan trading cards, you know. We could you just submit fan trading cards and like you get like different. People be like, "Oh my god, I got a limited edition Chick Foley! Look at this." That'd be pretty funny. Marco, what were your weekly purchases this week? Um, just one, just the uh. 
in the it's gotta be it's gotta be Kane uh, Survivor Series. Uh, nice. Just traveling the 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 aisles of Target and seen uh seen Kane just floating there. Kane and actually Drew McIntyre uh, from that Survivor Series set were were actually there. And a bunch of uh the uh, Legends line that's just peg warming. Kofi Kingston's a huge peg warmer right now. I'm not sure if you guys yeah, are experiencing the same thing several, right now. He's just yeah, I saw several today. Filling up the pegs. I feel so bad for for Kofi just hanging there. I'm like, oh. yeah, it's a nice figure, man. No, it is. It's a, it's a really awesome figure. There's tons of them. I mean, I'm assuming he's super popular. That's why there's so many. But yikes. Uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Nothing, nothing too crazy. And it, uh, it, I have the uh, the what you're sending me, um, which isn't here yet, but with the uh, mm-hmm. the Lee two pack, and then uh, I forget who else. Who, who, who were the other ones? It was Shinsuke, uh, and the Rock. I forget who else. The Rock. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so those are coming their way, but yeah, that's just Kane. It's got to be Kane. That thing, that figure is actually really awesome. Um, the uh, the, the it comes with a chair and all that stuff too. So who knows? It might that. I mean, I have an extra one, so that, like I said, it might be the might be the giveaway. I don't know. We'll keep it a secret. Who knows? That might be the the Survivor Series pay per view giveaway item. But nice. yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, we picked up the uh, the May Young Elite. Great figure. Love that. Hopefully, hopefully, we get some more people from the uh, you know the Super Classic era. And then I, I went heavy on the retros and Hasbro's. I picked up a Skinner Hasbro. So again, we still need Elite Skinner. Also, if you're listening out there, anybody from Mattel. And then I got the uh, the Elias and Jericho retro figures. So again, piece by piece, I'm putting together the whole set of the Hasbro's and retros. So that's kind of what I'm focused on right now on my collecting. And then uh, we got the uh, the ECW TV Championship from our buddy Gustador, which came out looking great. So mm-hmm. definitely hit him up if you want to. He's recently released the ECW tag belts and the ECW TV belt. So if you want to complete your ECW collection, definitely hit up El Gustador um, on Instagram and he will hook you up. All right. So that's it for Go Figure. It is now time for Quarantine and Chill. El Idolo! All right, Quarantine is Chill is where we give you guys a recommendation to help you keep it tranquilo while everybody is locked down indoors. So uh, Sheena and Marco each got a recommendation for this week. Marco, hit us with yours first. Oh, man. Um, usually it's I try to stay away from the, the wrestling-related uh, Quarantine and Chill stuff, but uh, if you haven't watched any of the, um, the 30 Days of Undertaker uh, shows that they've been doing, definitely – Watch the uh, the mortician. We talked about that last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, such a if you want to like a a good like a like a good heartwarming like good feeling like documentary, definitely watch that mortician one. It's like it's it, it makes you like I don't know. I, I I was watching it. I watched it like I think I watched it like two or three times already. It is just like just his story is is it's, it's remarkable. Just like and the type of person yeah. he was. Like I would de- you would definitely want to hang around with him. Yeah, yeah, like the like the behind the scenes stuff, him like joking around with people and like the just he just seemed like a super fun guy to be around and like it it, it was it's like it almost brought a tear to my eye just watching it. I was just like, Oh man, I can't believe that whole like and then the whole the 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 CM Punk angle and stuff like that when they were talking about that and like you had to see the behind the scenes if they were gonna do it or not. Um and then like they decided, Hey, he would have loved that. And uh just like watching that like when they lead up to that point and you're watching that documentary, you're like, you know what? 
just from like seeing him from those like quick like forty five minute segments, you would he definitely would want something like that. He had a whole angle at WrestleMania like about him essentially, which is which right. he probably would have loved essentially. But uh, yeah, definitely that. Uh, but I came here to talk about the Brothers of Destruction. Have you either one of you guys watched this yet? I haven't seen that one yet. I saw no. the preview for it. It looks really good, but yeah. no, I haven't had a chance to it's watch it. It's on the list yet. for sure. Yeah, it's it's it, it's really good. So uh so they so they both haven't talked to each other in a while, uh Kane or Undertaker. Um and they they they're separately traveling to this I it's a university. I forget what university is. Uh but they're doing like a sit down and stuff like that to you know they they basically like interview like Kane's kind of like interviewing Undertaker almost and they like go through the whole you know how they started, where the ideas came from, and all this stuff, and it, it it's really good. You just you get to see like like Undertaker pretty much, you know, says like if it wasn't for like Kane, like he he doesn't know where his career would be essentially because that was like the turning point in his career. Like obviously it was kind of, it was kind of not getting stale, but like his characters, you know, it's the Undertaker. It's you see he the same type of person like over and over. Yeah, yeah, Kane definitely gave him some new life there in the late nineties. Yeah, then like obviously you had Paul there too, and then and then uh, you had Mick Foley come in, um, in the fold as well. So you had like all these like different like, um, like gears turning Monsters. and stuff like that. And yeah, you had pretty much like if you, I was actually watching that and go like if Paul Bearer like had that stable of Mankind, Kane, Undertaker, um, and Vader, that that stable would be ridiculous. Like they would oh, destroy yeah. everybody. Undefeated, like, he, like, yeah, they would just shut down yeah. wrestling. <laughs> Who's beating? Who's beating any one of those dudes uh, at all? Like in a Survivor Series match, I'm taking them all day, every day. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, you get to see like the good, like you get to see like their like their 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 friendship and how like blossom and stuff like that. How they actually kind of like became brothers almost um, during that whole like tenure and stuff like that. And and you find out like that was supposed to be like a one off thing. Like Kane was just supposed to be a uh, one off character, and that was it. Like he was never going to be seen again. He was there right. to like build up to WrestleMania, and then he's going to disappear. But obviously, they they it was it was just so good, and like Undertaker kind of had a lot more pull back back then. He already started to get a little bit more pull, and uh, they they kept the storyline going. And yeah, it, now it, it's, it's a really, years strong. Yeah, man. He, it's yeah. It's uh like you said, he's pretty much been a part of Undertaker's story. The that second half of his career is pretty much Kane's been there for the ride. So like. It's uh, it's it's kind of like kind of weird thinking about. They actually they even talk about the uh, the super was it Super Showdown or what a, what match yeah, was that well, with they that? Yeah, Triple H and HBK. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The new they talk about that too as well. Yeah, they joke about that. They <laughs> it's it's pretty. Yeah, you get to see it. They 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 make fun of it a lot on that uh <laughs> on that documentary. Yeah, yeah definitely definitely take the time to watch it. It's like forty five minutes. It's not like a two hour thing or anything like that. So. Take forty five minutes out of your day and uh, definitely watch that. It's, it's it's really good. Well, cool. So keeping with the theme of brothers here, um, my quarantine and show recommendation is the Young Bucks new book. It's called uh, Young Bucks Killing the Business from the Backyards to the Big Leagues. Um, it just came out today, so super super stoked. Uh, I'm going to get it on Audible, obviously, because you know I don't have time to sit down and read. Anytime I sit down and read, I just like fall asleep. But I was hoping I did the little sample today and I was hoping that either Matt or Nick, like I hope they were I was hoping that they would like read it and narrate it. Um, but it's not. It's just a generic narrator. But it's like it's kind of from both their perspectives. And it talks about like, you know, them coming up through the indies and like all the things. And um, I'm super excited to like dive into it and read it because, you know, I know a lot about the Young Bucks, but I just really want to know, like, 
you know, all the nitty gritty, dirty details. Um, so I'm super pumped to, to actually get that. Are you going to read it, Sethi? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Big fan of the Bucks. I've been a fan of them since before, you know, AEW is even a thought. I've always just liked the style, like the hustle, you know, these guys stayed independent and really kind of established that new model for independent wrestlers, with all the t-shirt sales and merch and stuff, mm-hmm. and how hard they pushed it. So definitely changed the game and pro wrestling and, and big fan of everything that, that they've done. Yep. So it's available now. You can get it at Barnes and Noble, barnesandnoble.com. Um, it's available on Amazon and Audible. So yeah, it's called Young Bucks Killing the Business from the Backyards to the Big Leagues. All right. It is time for Random Merch of the Week. Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the dark corners of the internet to find you guys some of the most random, forgotten, lost, never seen, never found wrestling merchandise and share it with you. So we'll always post a link to this stuff in our our Facebook group for the Patreon members. Uh, Marco found the uh, Random Merch this week. Marco, tell us about these WCW thumb wrestlers. All right. So uh, if you click on the link, it's actually like a... So you've you've thumb wrestled before, right? Like you... Oh, yeah. you and your friends, you do the thumb wrestling thing. So WCW actually made a a thumb wrestling like uh like kind of like handheld like game. So basically, it's kind of it has kind of like two two handles that you hold. Um, obviously, one takes a handle, the other the other person takes a handle. It's almost like a like a trigger to a gun, and you put your thumb in this like ring, right? It looks, there's like a little like makeshift ring in the middle of this thing. And you thumb wrestle. Did you did you guys get to see the pictures of it? It's pretty yes. I yeah, yeah, it's pretty weird. There's, and there's different um, ones. Like they have their different they're branded for different wrestlers. Yeah, like Sting, Sting yeah, so like, Goldberg and Nash. Um and it's it's a legit I didn't I had no clue they actually made something like this. It's kind of a weird weird thing, but that's what this is random. It's, it's a randomly it's weird because- Merch. Yeah, it's funny because I actually have um, the Macho Man thumb wrestler. Like somebody sent it to me when I when I ordered a package. Like it was like one of the little extras <laughs> they got. Yeah, it's one of the little extras yeah, they got thrown in. Yeah, a, a big history of like wrestling thumb wrestlers. Remember, LJN actually had a lot of the old uh, WWE thumb wrestlers, and Galoob had yeah, some right. WCW ones. So I don't know why you know Toy Biz felt the need to take it electronic. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I, I didn't realize there was like the electronic thing. I, you know, I have a little rubber, you know, thumb wrestler that goes on your thumb, but I didn't realize there was like an actual, you know, thing that you hold and uh, and thumb wrestle over. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a yeah. It's, it's this is from the UK too. It's a it's a What's shi- the price uh, the shipping. It? It's a it's about thirteen bucks our our currency. It's nine ninety nine theirs. That's not so bad. Not, I mean. It's not a bad price. I was actually thinking of getting it myself just just to have it. It's such a weird thing. The, the packaging actual, does look uh, nice. They look pretty cool for uh, like a MOC piece or something for your collection. And it's definitely yeah, definitely it's, one of the more random pieces that's ever been made. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a, it's and it's a like you said, it features two wrestlers and it has like the WCW NWO uh, logo on it, so it was made around that time. Um, yeah, so see, just, when I thumb wrestle, like, I'm too competitive, and sometimes if I feel like I'm about to lose, like, I, I do the cheating, and I do, like, the thing, like, you know, the pointer finger swipe, and I, you swipe down the other person's thumb and then trap it down, you know? Not that it's legal, but sometimes it just gives you, like, you know, a little bit of bully factor, It's, but, it's but it's thumb wrestling. You can't use any other digits. Have you never heard of a run-in? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> that, is, that is true. 
And you're talking about actually, you don't know, hold on. You're talking about us cheating about this about the the tiebreaker, but you're willing to admit that you would so cheat in a game of thumb wrestling. Listen, that was exact. I will use outside interference for for real. Yeah, I'm, I will admit that. <laughs> All right, so stay tuned oh, on the uh, Facebook page. We're going to link up to that eBay listing in case anybody's trying to grab uh, the WCW and Thumb Seth Wrestle And and I will set. go live this weekend and Thumb Wrestle. <laughs> All right, it's time for oh, Retro Wrestling <laughs> Recommendation of the Week. All right, so the MVP, Marco, had the great idea of making this one all Undertaker Survivor Series themed for our retro wrestling picks this week. So, Marco, uh, you can kick it off. What's your pick? Uh, my pick uh, for uh, is is uh, The Undertaker versus uh, Mankind at Survivor Series 1996. Um, Paul Bearer hang, hanging in the shark cage, just chilling. Um because he, he's he, a, sexy, he, he, a sexy shark. Yeah, he's a sexy shark. <laughs> Jericho, um, no, nobody said he was a sexy shark. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Uh, Paul Bear would like to get in, he likes to get involved in matches. Um, so I mean, it, it, rightfully so, they put him in the shark cage. Uh, he used to cheat a lot. Uh, would he obviously be he'd be an outside interference a lot of the time? So uh, they had to throw him in there. But awesome match. Um, one of the one of the many match- that match was uh was Undertaker coming down with the uh, the like the Batman type gear yeah and then we yeah. had that awesome, awesome defining moments mm-hmm. uh, figure so of that sick. also so. yeah. yeah that's a really great <laughs> show also you got the Undertaker and Mankind um, Steve Austin and Bret Hart and Bret's return match after he took that kind of eight month break from WWE and then we had an awesome main event with Psycho Sid beating Shawn Michaels for the World Championship they also had yeah. Rocky Maivia's pay per view debut so. Survivor Series 96 is a great show. Something about just being in the guard and really kind of brought out the best in the WWF back in the 90s. So I recommend that whole show, especially not just the Undertaker match. Uh, Sheena, what was your Yeah, pick? definitely. So mine is from Survivor Series 1994. This is uh, The Undertaker versus Yokozuna in a casket match. So we all, you know, Yokozuna yeah. has a store, a storied history of being, you know, having casket phobia. This was the, uh, the rematch from War rumble 94. It was crazy how yeah. back in the nineties, anybody undertaker feuded with was always had this crazy fear of caskets. You know, it's kind of like, uh, when, <laughs> when Jake, the snake back in the late eighties and early nineties, anybody he feuded with, they suddenly were, you know, deathly afraid of snakes. Yes. So this is an awesome match. There's a lot, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of hijinks that that go on during this match. Um, you know, we got we got a double deep, double wide casket. You know, to, to fit Yokozuna in. Um, it also gave us one of the greatest pieces of merch and one of uh, Seth's most wanted T-shirts of all time. So it's the Survivor Series. If you look it up, Survivor Series 1994 pay per view T-shirt. It's it's like t- it's not tie dye. It's almost like like an ombre like color. Like it goes down from like purple to like tie dye kind of pink and then like an orangish yellow and then to the black, like, you know, like cityscape, like San Antonio. Um, it, 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 it's just an awesome, amazing looking shirt. Oh, yeah. Super rare. Um, we found one, uh, actually I think Kenny Dinkins in our group, Papa bear. I'm yeah, pretty sure Papa bear. One. Yeah. He scored one. Um, and we told him, you know, if you ever decide to come up off it, you know, let, let us know, but he's hanging on to it for now. But came uh, across one on eBay a couple years ago, but it was like 200 bucks and there was a pretty sizable oh. hole in the armpit and, yeah, I just I could if it had been in mint condition, I think I would have pulled the trigger on it. But yeah, I just, I just couldn't spend two hundred bucks for a shirt that's going to be you know 
showing my armpit and stuff. So true. And I don't. I mean, has this ever been like reproed? I don't think this has ever been like. Yeah, Yeah, that's not an easy one. It's not an easy one to reproduce. So. Yeah, that's not one. It's not a good one for the the bootleggers to recreate. Because yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's I've a beautiful had it, garment. I've had it on a safe search on. Uh, I've had Survivor Series '94 as a safe search on my eBay account for like five years, just waiting for <laughs> a picture perfect version of this shirt to to show up. So I know yeah. it's out there. If anybody's listening, hit me up. I am PayPal ready to. Yeah, uh, we've we've hit up wrestling for sale about this uh, about this exact shirt too. So yeah, like I said, the one time it's it hard. came up, there was like I said, it was just too big of a hole to. Uh, pay that kind of dollar yeah, to for pay it. that kind of money for yeah. it. So, my Undertaker pick was '91. You know, one year after the Undertaker debuted, he's going up against Hulk Hogan for the World Championship. Uh, the match was billed as the Gravest Challenge. It was the mm-hmm. first time we'd had a one-on-one match at Survivor Series. So, again, Undertaker making history at Survivor Series. Go figure. And he actually ended up beating Hogan. You know, one year in, and he, he beats Hogan for the belt. You know, Ric Flair got involved. Saw a little Tombstone action on a steel chair, and that also led to the Tuesday in Texas pay-per-view a week later, you know, where we saw WWE try the new model where they, they kind of have like a rematch pay-per-view. We saw it this year also with, with uh payback coming one week after SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So again, slow histor- historic event for, for multiple reasons, but um, definitely worth checking out to see the undertaker get his first world championship win. And with that, uh, I think Sheena is going to hit us with a little bit of listener mail. All right, you guys. So we always poll every week. We take uh, some questions from our Foley fam on Facebook. And this week we got some really good ones. The first one comes in from our buddy Sam Rosenthal. He says, do you guys feel there's enough of a market for other promotions figures? For example, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, uh, AAA, etc. We know Super 7 is working on NJPW. Yes, I know it's delayed. And FTC works with Ring of Honor. But can they be successful enough with online only? And would they sell in stores? Yeah, I, I think they would definitely sell in stores. You know, people are really into collectibles right now. You've seen it with the AEW figures. They haven't even shown up on the pegs yet. You know, we've we've never seen them. I know the times they have shown up, they've kind of been gone, uh, you know, gone in 60 seconds pretty much. And even with the elites, you know, elites are the number one action figure line right now in sales. Basics, mm-hmm. I think, are number three. Um so yeah, I think they'd sell. You know, if they if they put the if they put the product out there, as long as it's half decent, I don't think it's got to be top quality. If it's mm-hmm. half decent, people are going to buy them. People love wrestling right now. You know, we talked about it last week that wrestling's kind of at a peak. Uh, not maybe not necessarily with the overall numbers, but just with the intensity. Um, so if you put good figures out there, people are going to buy them up. So I, I would say yes, they would sell if they if they had them in stores. It's just a matter of carving out the shelf space. Awesome. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think collect. I think collecting is having like a fever pitch right now. I think it's just like you know at an all time high. Um, you know, people are home more. They have more um, money that they're not using going out to eat or going to events and things like that. That is just being kind of out. Yeah, the traveling that's being more allocated to just kind of like diving into their hobbies and and stuff like that. So people are really, really, you know, I mean, we've seen it like Pokemon is blown up. We've seen you know wrestling is blown up and action figure collecting, you know, with GI Joes and all kinds of stuff, Ninja Turtles. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think if they put the product out there, there's going to be a market for it and it's going to get scooped up. And you know, like the, the indie marks, they're the hardcorest of the hardcore. So, you know, if, if you put out a, a figure of their, like, you know, obscure indie, indie darling, they're going to be there for it. Right. Um, thank you, Sam, for that question. That was awesome. So 
I'm going to pitch this one over to Marco. This one comes in from John Soilau. I know I butchered your name, John. I'm so sorry. So please hit me up and let me know like the phonetic, <laughs> the phonetic um, <laughs> saying or like have <laughs> your last name. So he says, what would be your dream w- WCW line with figures that haven't been made? Ooh. So what, what WCW characters would you like to see in figure form that have not been made? Um, definitely Glacier, obviously. I think that's Great like pick. the number, that's the number one. Yeah. Um, what was the, uh, what was the, uh, I can't, I, I always forget his name. The guy that he, like his, uh, his nemesis was, uh, Mortis. Was Wrath? Mortis, that's who it was. It was yeah, Mortis. And, so maybe like Wrath a. And Mortis. It was all three of them. Yeah. Like the kind of. Mortis, yeah. <laughs> Definitely that whole line, that whole Mortal Kombat, like WCW Mortal Kombat yeah, knockoff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. Mad Reaper's actually working on a Mortis figure right now, so I'm sure that's going to oh, be really? Yeah, oh, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, like definitely look good. So I want to see the natural Dustin Rhodes. You know, we've still never oh, got yeah. that awesome yeah. elite good figure of the natural. Good shout, so, yeah. good shout. Yep. I'd love to see the naturals. He, he'd be good to bring back the old uh, entrance grades gimmick where you got the little stand that plays his music because that was just you know <laughs> a banger of an entrance <laughs> thing. <it> natural, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So our next question comes in from Mark Laskowski. He says, with war games coming up again, what is your dream war games match can feature any wrestlers from any era on both sides. So I'm going to let Seth pick a war games team and I'm going to let Marco pick a war games team. And like, we'll just see head to head who, who's is better. So, um, Seth, yeah, you, you go first. So I'd want to see the classic WCW slash NWA versus uh WWF combo. So, I'll take the four horsemen just because when you think, you know, as, as much as I love Sting and Lex Luger, when you think WCW NWA, you think the four horsemen. So I'm going a classic four horsemen lineup of Ric Flair, Barry Windham, and the Brain Busters. And they're going to go up against a classic uh, WWF combination of Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and the Heart Foundation. You know, so I'm thinking like, you know, early 1990 champs, you know, you got the world champ, IC champ, and the tag team champs going up against the four horsemen. And, uh, I think it'd just be a banger. You know, all four of those guys in WWE were, were just amazing baby faces going against the ultimate heels with the horsemen. And I'd love to see what they could do inside the, uh, the double cage setup. Marco. Oh man. I'm going to go, I'm going to go more modern with my picks. Um, okay. So since, since we have the, the, the kind of like the, the running Kings of the, uh, of the war games, uh, we're going to go with the, uh, the undisputed era, Right. Because uh, they're kind of like the staple, kind of like synonymous with the uh, with that. So um, their 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 opposing team that will face them will be the elite. So the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. Um, I think uh, obviously that's going to be a banger of a match. All all yeah, those that, guys get in the ring together. Match, yeah, yeah, so that would be insane. yeah, that'd be it'd be pretty. I was going to go with like Evolution or one of those, but I was like, yeah, no, we'll, we'll Ric Flair was. He he did his time and uh in the war yeah. games, but yeah, no, definitely undisputed in the elite going at like the war that. games. That would be, yeah, that'd be awesome. pretty insane. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Mark. Uh, our next question comes in from Justin Summers. Says, "What one thing you would like to improve about the podcast?" Um, so I'll, I'll take this one. I don't know if it's necessarily something I want to improve, but something we want to implement is getting some interviews going. Uh, we had started to kind of think about setting that up um, last year. I think Sheena was working on getting some people lined up and 
actually had some commitments, but it was just kind of, uh, just logistically a little bit of a, a bridge too far, you know? Uh, and I think it'd actually be even more difficult now because with me and Sheena both doing the podcast now, there's really kind of nobody to send to the kids. So we're kind of just hitting the, uh, the, the hope button that yeah, both that kids both cooperate and sleep through the podcast. You know, it's 10 o'clock right now. So our little guy's probably going to, you know, wake, wake up any second, want to come get in bed with us. Um, so I think it's kind of just too much of a headache. So maybe once the kids are a little bit older or um, we kind of transition to a different setup as far as what time we can record this, um, I'd love to be able to get some interview segments going on, get some different people on the show to just talk about, you know, their background, being wrestling fans and what they love about wrestling and just kind of share their uh, their experience with the, the greatest sport in God's green earth. So that's kind of something I, I definitely got on the the to-do list over the over the next year or so is is getting some interview segments onto the show. So yeah, we have some awesome people that you know have said they they would love to be yeah. on the show. So we have, I mean, yeah. once we get the logistics of it worked out, guys, we have some really great stuff for you guys um, on the horizon. But yeah, awesome. Thank you, Justin. Um, and then let me just pick one more, uh, one last time. Okay, we'll see. Mike Lanham says Shaq, future AEW TNT champion, right? Um, no, <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, f- future endeavor is more like it instead of future yeah. uh, TNT champ. You know, I- I'm cool to see Shaq come in for a little one off, but, uh, please, please don't put a belt on him. Can you, I mean, yeah, what, like not. Shaq, he can't even hardly walk. I don't feel like, you know, I mean, he's kind of, Hey, Leon Ruff is the North American champion right yeah, now. So absolutely true. anything that's is true. in play in 2020, but, uh, yeah, I, I hope they don't <laughs> go that route. Yeah, do you think, Marco, what do you think? Do you think uh, Shaq has a chance to make an impact in uh, AEW? I mean, they, I mean, he is the, he is one of the faces of TNT. Um, so it, it's a possibility. It could happen. It could be like a, he, he could win that. I'm not sure who's going to hold it. I mean, Cody would tech, if they're going to do that, him and Cody, he would technically have to be holding it at the time. But I don't know. It's a possibility. Like you said, Leon Ruff. As a as a winning and retaining champion, so anything's possible. It's twenty twenty. I mean, uh, if it's going to happen not. this year, you know, <laughs> it could yeah, happen. I, I mean, definitely. I hope it doesn't. I mean, I don't mind seeing Shaq come on there and you know maybe cut a promo or something, but I'm not trying to see Shaq do anything in the ring. There's too many. There's too many guys that deserve TV time, and there's too many guys that have worked their butts off um, to have Shaq come in and like dominate the the freaking minutes on TV. You know what I mean? Well True. said, well said. All right, so that's going to be a wrap for episode 103 of the Chick Foley Show. A reminder where they can find you guys at on social media one more time. So you can find myself at Chick Foley on Instagram. Uh, find our buddy, the MVP, Marco Denton, at Chick Foley Show on Instagram. You can join our Foley fam at chickfoleyshow.com. Also, you guys just want to do one last reminder, one last plug. We are doing the the next couple of weeks. We're going to do a hard push for our toy drive. We've had so many amazing donations. We've gotten so many great toys. We have so much shopping left to do, um, but we want to make a big impact as possible. So make sure you check out the details on Instagram, um, on our Twitter and please, whatever it is, there's no donation too small. We're just trying to help some kids have a very Merry Christmas. So whatever you can do uh, is greatly appreciated. Well said. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and enjoy Survivor Series. <laughs>